0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player.
1: I have one other question, Mike. Go on. Why were you late?
0: Why was I late? Cause I had to go run an errand that I should have gone
2: and run an hour before. Go to the grocery store and get nice bread. Almost, because it's Sunday, and that's when you go get nice bread on Sundays. Cigarettes. Oh, there you go.
0: Well, I should have gotten them last night, but I completely forgot. So, yeah, and I was having trouble getting getting motivated to get up. So, mm, surprise, surprise. <laughs> have you left the house today, James? No, I haven't. Okay then. <laughs> the fuck up.
2: What's up guys? Welcome back to the IO panel episode 28. Uh I am this week's MC, James. How you doing? And with me as always, I have the fearless the fearless dauntless uh Duo of dirigibles. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Is that a shot? Uh, a little uh, shots fired. <laughs>
1: Missiles Ope, launched.
2: Open up the burn ward. Um, <laughs> <that laughs> Call the burn ward. Yeah. It just it just came it just came out. Um, Michael, how you doing, man?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good.
2: There we go. All right, and uh, Mister Evan, how you doing, Mister Neil Blevins, Professor Professor at Law?
1: Yes, Harvey Birdman professor at law there we go <laughs> pinkies out motherfucker
2: that's right all right good to, good, good to be back with you guys man it's always an exciting an exciting sunday when you're back with the io panel crew so what's what's been going on before we get to the news tell me uh how was your weekend What you what excitement did you have on between this the last show and this show
1: oh jesus tell my life story okay Start from the beginning. It was a dark, dark evening.
2: Okay, okay. okay. I saw the light. Michael, tell us about your <laughs> week. <laughs> no, Evan, no, go ahead. Uh, any, any shows, any good bands, any new music discovered?
1: Um, no, unfortunately not. Um, I a quick mention of something that we'll, I'm sure we'll be talking about later. I started making some positive life uh, choices and changes went to the gym three times this last week
2: holy shit Jesus sage christ
1: including last night it was like 11 o'clock and I was really bored and I decided that instead of digging around for you know another four hours on Facebook and 4chan that I'd go mm. for a, a swim a sauna and an ice cold shower and I did so and it was nice
2: a swim soaking a schvitz yeah Wow, <laughs> you know that's um, that's a very interesting. You know that's when you know you've changed. You turned into a different person because when you're bored, you should eat. That's what Michael and I do. You're bored, you eat. You don't go work out at the gym, Evan.
1: Alternatively, you could drink.
2: Exactly, you could drink. If, and if, drinking, I'll allow it. Okay, yes. <laughs> in gym I shan't.
1: <laughs> if, you, if you're sophisticated enough. You can manage to do both. Mm. Drink
0: true. at the gym. That
1: that takes a lot of willpower. Yes, mm. drink at the gym.
2: Yeah.
1: Fucking put pre workout and some Everclear down it.
2: Oh hell! There you go. Have a have
1: a hell of a night.
2: Pre workout and Everclear. We'll have to get uh, um, the crawfish on the show, Michael, to tell us about pre workout and Everclear. Mhm. Yep.
0: Because I'm sure he'll know all about it.
2: Uh huh. He'll know about pre workout.
0: <laughs> and least. you know about Everclear, so there you go.
1: Yeah, there, Liqu- Liquid and powdered motivation.
2: Mm-hmm. And courage. One gets you locked um, up, the other gets you, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, shriveled up. I don't know what the fuck. All right, what about you, Michael? Anything? Any exciting excitement this week?
0: Well, so, uh, where I work, um, last, not not this past Friday, but the Friday before, we had an emergency... Basically, they had to shut down the power in our building, so we had to shut down all our IT equipment, bring it back up, blah blah blah. Which my coworker slash sort of boss took care of last weekend. He was at work like all day Saturday and all day Sunday, dealing with that.
1: <clears throat> Props to Ed.
0: Yep. And then this past Thursday. I go to lunch, and um, I actually had to run an errand, so I, was, I wasn't I was near the building exactly. I was on my way back, and I get a phone call from one of my coworkers. He's like, hey, man, where are you? Everyone's looking for you. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm five minutes away from the building. What the hell? He's like, man, they're, get, they're about to shut down the power again, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, my fucking God. What happened? Right. So I get back to the office, and it turns out, so from the last time... They put in a a temporary fix for the power, and the temporary fix they put in, they've discovered is not safe.
1: Is it extension cords submerged in a water bath?
0: Yeah. It might as well be. (laughs) They were like, the cords, like all the power cords or whatever's out there is like way too hot. So they're going to have to, so they're like, yeah, they're going to have to take the power off again, so... Thursday night, we had to begin shutting down everything, and because my co-worker was no longer, wasn't, because he spent all day Saturday and all day Sunday at work, they gave him Thursday and Friday off. So he wasn't at the office on Thursday, and he wasn't going to be at the office on Friday. So I had to take care of the stuff... That needed taken care of, which is fine. So I went ahead and did that. You stepped Um, up. Thursday night. Well, you could say that. I mean, I did have to ask Ed one or two things via text message, but uh, we got it worked out. So So
2: this cup holder isn't (laughs) (laughs) load-bearing. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) So, and Evan, I think I sent you a text or two, but... Yes, we got it. We got it figured out. So good.
2: I also received a text with very, very uh, complicated technical questions. I am involved in this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, my
1: my contributions were uh, too too numerous to mention.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, continue, Michael.
0: So I had to shut everything down by six p.m. So we did that, and then or else. mm Hmm. And then they did whatever they had to do regarding fixing the temporary solution, which is still a temporary solution. They're still going to have to really fix it later, which is going to involve another power outage. But so they did whatever they had to do overnight, and we were notified early in the morning that at 7 a.m. we got a message that said, "Okay, IT people are allowed to access the building now, but no one else. Huh. So basically, they told everyone else the day before. They said they basically told everyone else who works in that building the day before, don't come to work tomorrow. You know, so mm-hmm. there are no users at work yes uh, on Friday. Just, just IT people and only IT people that are on the access list. So, to
1: so anyway, the there. important people,
0: <laughs> I guess I got there at eight a.m and uh the network team guys were already there powering their stuff up so i was upstairs then uh had to power all our stuff up got all got everything up and running and uh we we're good to go
1: so do you know what the second temporary solution was like tape a bunch of heat sinks to the cables put some fans in that room
0: i have no idea i'm assuming they Replace the cables with heavier gauge cables or something. I don't know. But I, I really have no idea. I haven't even gone and looked at it. Supposedly, there's, like, wires everywhere upstairs on one of the... Well, I'll say upstairs. It's on one of the upper levels of the parking garage in my building. Which is underneath the building.
1: So, what was the prob? Was it an electrical
0: fire? Originally? Yes. Um...
2: It was the Hitler Youth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was something like, from what I understand, something triggered a fire sensor, and the way the sprinkler systems work, there's actually no water in the pipes, like where the sprinklers are. Okay. Until a sensor gets tripped, and they say "oh," and they like pre-charge with water. Right? Right. And then if the sprinkler head itself is, is triggered, then it releases water. Okay. So what happened in this case, something triggered the sensor, which I supposedly it was a mistake. Supposedly it was faulty. The thing's pre-charged with water, and there was a leak, and it leaked on something electrical and damaged it.
1: Ah, so it's the fire system's fault.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, the thing okay. that was supposed
2: to protect us.
1: How the tables have
2: turned. So the fire system has a fire bug? Oh, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, yeah, so they're still going to have to repair it completely at some point, but we're good for now. So that was my excitement on Thursday and Friday. And then, as James knows, Friday and Saturday, oh, there you go. Um, ooh, we, um, we had to help one of our friends do a little bit of moving, moving from one place to another. That was fun. And when I say fun, I think everyone who's listening knows that moving is generally not fun.
3: What
1: was were there a lot of boxes or a lot of furniture or both? What was the most difficult?
0: James, um, I assume
2: there were a lot of stairs. I basically the problem the problem with the whole situation was lack of preparedness on on our friend's part. He was he was uh, and I think the problem is and I don't want to take anything away from him because he's just super organized guy. So I think we both went there kind of thinking. Um, we thought the house <laughs> was
0: going to be packed up and ready.
2: Yeah. And, and, and maybe because, we'd have to
0: carry some boxes out and carry some big-ass pieces of furniture. And that's and, it. And
2: I mean, I'm pretty foolish. I didn't even think that. I mean, he said a couple of couches. So we're, so I was like, okay, well, that's going to suck. But whatever, it's two or three of us. We can knock that out in a second. You know what I mean? Um, and everything else, he can handle himself. But it turns out that, uh, and if you, before I go on, I mean, if you break down like what most people have, m- almost everything comes all apart. The only thing that's a big pain in the butt is, like, some big china cabinet, which he had basically one and a half of those, and then he had a big monster uh, dresser thing, which was huge and solid, made of, like, freaking oak. Um, and then he had two couches. One was a fold-out bed, which is, a, like, ridiculous, you know? So, anyway, um, you know, I guess I kind of assume that, you know, it'll be just uh, all that kind of stuff. But, no, he hadn't really been able to do any work... Uh, prepping the house. And the reason is he works a crazy job. He has three, he has two kids, one on the way, his wife's nine months pregnant. They can't get anything done. I mean, it's so on and so forth, a million things working against him to get it done. So we had to come in and it was really a disaster because me and Michael are not in the best shape. Um, and just work, 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 work. I ended up spending the night there the first night. Then I was all Saturday into well into the, the into Sunday morning in the AM you know, I, what time did, what time do you drop me off, Michael? 4. Yeah, 4 4. Yeah, 4, four a.m. So that's when I got home from this whole misadventure. So it was it was a pretty ridiculous time, honestly. And even when we finished, I was like, I can't believe it's done. Like I never thought we'd finish. I thought this is my life now, you know, <laughs> like moving this guy into this house. Um so yeah, it sucked. It, it sucked. And I realize I don't want any kids. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> That's the, that
1: was the problem.
2: That was the takeaway. Well no, because you know, he has he has like a million kids, two, uh, but they're just in the way and every five seconds they're asking you a question or trying to do something, you're like, Ah, get out of here. I mean, I just wanted to like kick his daughter down a flight of steps, you know what I mean? I was just like, You're so in the way, you little you adorable <laughs> little pumpkin. Get the hell out of my face, you know what I mean? Stop toddling around here. Now I would never would have kicked his daughter down his daughter's fucking adorable she's a little friggin hug monster but um it's just you know ki- kids have to be wrangled but his yeah, wife there was nine no... months yeah his wife's nine months pregnant so she can only do so much wrangling you know what I mean so I don't know man it was put it this way it's a perfect storm of children pregnancy estrogen working too hard you know for someone with no help I mean it just you know it sucked it sucked you know
3: Hmm.
1: Well, sorry every, to hear every that.
0: Every time I've moved, especially myself, but even other people, I'm always, my, I'm always, after the, I'm done, I'm like, wow, that's one of the worst experiences of my life. Yep. And I guess, oh. I, maybe I'm blessed that that's one of the worst experiences of my life, but, yep. <laughs> but, uh. I mean, it's bad. It's terrible. It's awful.
1: Well, so apparently, I don't think you have ever participated, unfortunately, in a move that has been properly organized. Because if a lot, and it's a lot of prep work is done, then it's not terrible. You can do it in like four hours. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. If we got there and everything was in boxes and everything was fine, maybe it would have been okay. Like, okay, I arrived there at his house, and he had a huge-ass U-Haul that was empty. Mm-hmm. And just like James, he had told me, oh, I just need your help with the big stuff, and then we'll be all set. And I got there, and basically nothing had been done. Right. I wasn't wanted to be like, what happened? <laughs> like what the hell you know but
1: yeah unfortunate mm-hmm. well hopefully you won't have to go through as much of that in the future maybe a little bit
0: oh i have i have a feeling i'm going to be doing that in the very near future
1: it won't but it's not going to be as as major
0: <laughs> it will not it will not it won't be as major it's just going to suck it won't suck as hard, so that's fine.
1: Well, it'll be considered, like, uh, as your workout. That's your mm-hmm. workout for a couple of days. So it's good for you.
0: So I told James we should just move people for a living. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: Pretty ridiculous. It, it, was, it was nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we have a show <laughs> that we talk about. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm do.
0: done. I'm done. I'm going to go cry now. I'm done. No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Um, So let's jump right in here. Uh, Evan, what have you got for us?
1: Well, gentlemen, just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. A tale of a fateful trip that started from tropic port aboard this tiny ship called HMS Terror. So, a hundred and, well, I can't do math. What was it, 168 years ago, something like that? 1848 um, was the final expedition for... His Majesty Rear Admiral Sir John Franklin uh, who was a British naval officer and Arctic explorer. uh, He disappeared along with 128 other men under his command on this Arctic expedition which included uh, two ships one of which was found um, not so recently but the other was I guess thought to be lost and that is the HMS Terror. They were Attempting wait, wait. To... is
2: it really called the HMS Terror? Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ. That was a bad idea from the jump.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they were exploring the Northwest Passage, which, if you're not familiar, is um, very far north in North America. Above, uh, I will say above Canada, basically. Or uh, between Canada and, the, and most of the Arctic Circle. It is a a path through the Arctic Ocean connecting the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. So long, long ago uh, Britain was attempting to explore this for whatever reason and uh, lost quite a large expedition. However, recently the HMS Terror was found uh, along the coast in a bay of King William Island in Nunavut. haha uh, yep, our our favorite territory. Is that a territory, Mike?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, our favorite yep. Canadian territory. Um, and apparently it is in pristine condition, which might be debatable uh, because it's been at the bottom of the ocean for over 150 years.
0: Are they found it at the bottom of the ocean or they found it chilling?
1: Well, it it's sunk, but in a bay.
0: So not that deep?
1: Uh, apparently not. I don't know how deep that uh that area is, but you know if you think of some some of the deeper parts of the Chesapeake, you know you could hide some ships down there if you were determined enough but I guess it's it. it's in pretty good condition because it was lost, so probably not looted um and hmm. I guess cold water tends to preserve things quite well,
0: mm-hmm. but yeah, you it's find, still so covered some in bodies.
1: Uh, I don't think so. Well, they don't talk about it in the article that I found. Probably not after, you know, 150 years. So actually, the the ships were, I guess they got stuck and they were abandoned. So they you know drifted to wherever their final resting places were. But you know, 129 men walking around the Arctic, you're not going to live very long. So they probably didn't find any with the ships.
0: Um, <laughs> and well, I the doubt Terry, they found Terry, any. you stay with the ship. Yeah. Okay, say anyone yeah, comes yeah, divorce.
1: Sure oh, thing okay. boss. Okay. Uh they actually there was an 11-year uh I'll say expedition to try and find them, which was unsuccessful. And then they gave up. Hmm. So, yeah, it's still uh covered in fucking coral and barnacles and bullshit, but apparently it's uh fairly intact. <laughs> but that, Which is pretty cool.
0: That means pristine, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does.
1: Okay. Untampered with, I guess. Mm hmm. So, the thing that drew me in about the article was definitely the name, as James mentioned, the HMS Terror. Probably <laughs> not the best name
0: for a ship. What, named after John H. Terror? I think, I think terror is, uh,
2: I think terror is probably like in, in, in British terms, it's probably like, he was such a terror, like a wild, this wild out of control thing. You know what I mean? And it's probably not what we think, like, ah, it's a murderer. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just it's like, probably,
1: probably not like meant to scare yeah, people it in, means to in the mean... bad way, maybe meant to scare people in the good way. Like, oh my God, it's the HMS terror. We're fucked. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: Get this. I'm reading a little article about it. It says it saw service in the War of 1812 against the United States.
2: Jeez.
1: Yeah, fuck that ship then.
0: (laughs) That's what all the license plates are now in uh, Maryland. War of 1812
1: terror. Uh, War of 1812. Dude, okay. So Mike, buy a new car, register it, and get the. Get vanity plates. That's a terror. H M S T R E R or something like that. Mhm. See who gets it.
0: Oh, speaking of vanity plates, I saw an interesting article today about um, this woman who she's always had vanity plates. Cause she likes calling her car something. Like she had her car, you know, one car was called Mango, so she one got of the- those people. You know, oh, that's, that's my car, Mango, you know, and this is my car, whatever, right? So she had all these different vanity plates. <clears throat> and for the last, like, let's say eight years or ten years, she lives in North Carolina. She's had the vanity plate kumquat.
1: I saw a brief mention of that. What is that about?
0: So, if I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows this, but a kumquat is a fruit. Correct. It is a real fruit. Um, <clears throat> so she named it after the fruit that she just thought, oh, that's kind of a cute name. And that was it. She never even had one. Apparently, the, she got a letter from the North Carolina Department of Motor Vehicles stating, We have received complaints about your license plate. Please uh, send us uh, you know, a letter or something uh, justifying your license plate or explaining your license plate to us and what it means and blah blah blah. You have 30 days, or we or we may, you know, we may revoke it or something. And she was like, "What the hell?" She's like, "I've had this car. Like, she got the li- she got the license plate when the car was new, and the car is like eight or ten years old with like 216,000 miles on it." she was like, what the hell is going on? Like, like, all of a sudden. And this, you know, she ended up posting something on on Facebook, and then it kind of went, it kind of took a life of its own. And the DMV ended up being contacted, and it sounds like they only got one complaint about her license plate.
1: Who sends in a complaint about a license plate anyways?
0: Mm. That'd be like if I got a license plate with my last name. I don't know. People might, people well, might complain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they just get a laugh. <laughs>
0: um, but or I, I wonder if I got it and then or and they'd be like, "Sorry, you can't get that." You know, maybe. Like, but you not? would
1: have a legit justification if they actually looked at your license.
0: Mm-hmm. True. But um, so they ended up. They ended up letting, they said, ah, you know, this is, the the North Carolina DMV said, ah, don't worry about it, you can keep your license plate, everything's fine. You know, is how it ended up, she didn't even have to send them a response. I'm
1: trying to figure out how it could be misinterpreted, because it's spelled, well, on the license plate, it was K-U-M-Q-U-A-T, right?
0: Yes. That's how you spell it.
1: Right, okay. In America. So if, America. Mm-hmm. No, so,
2: someone nasty was like, ooh, C-U-M, K-U-M, ugh, something nasty come. immediately. What the hell yeah. is a quat, though? Yeah, yeah exactly. Is <laughs> that is that a <laughs> Must be a Australian for vagina. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's funny you say that, James, because in the article they mention that in Australian English it's spelled C-U-M-Q-U-A-T. Yeah. So... But so did the yeah. person
1: who complained uh were they a transplant were they an Aussie transplant
0: Oh I don't know. It's like, did they learn their lesson? <laughs> and, and slink back into obscurity? No, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. So just just kind of funny. Come quite. Yep. It's funny. You know, I don't know that I've ever actually had one of those.
1: Uh, I don't think it's really popular in this country. The only place that I've actually, I've seen them regularly is at um, that Indian restaurant off of Route One and like One Ninety Seven or something. Mm-hmm. They, they had the lunch buffet. I think James, you and I went there with uh, uh, some other desktop guys a while ago. Do you remember the Indian place?
3: Um. Is that the place the, I've been?
1: Maybe. It was ne- it was right next to one of those, like, uh, Korean fashion stores with yes. all the shitty clothing. Yeah. Yes. So they I have a have... shirt from there. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's all right. <laughs> I bought a watch from there once. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> they have, uh, on display, they have uh, kumquat vinegar. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I only heard of it because my mom, when I was a kid... Used to call me a kumquat sometimes. What Ugh. the fuck, man?
3: <laughs> okay, okay. No,
0: no, 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 no. What the fuck? What? It's like well, James knows what else I've been called.
1: Yeah, those are like reasonable nicknames.
2: Come here, you little kumquat. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <It's> so stupid.
0: <laughs> we gotta have all right. What did your mom call you? Jesus Absolutely. Christ, and and damn it, no? yeah, exactly. Or whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna send your mom a headset, so she can, you know, be a guest on next week's podcast, and we'll <laughs> we'll straighten this shit we'll out. We'll
2: berate the shit out of her about it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh huh. Um. Okay. So that's it about about crazy license plates and kumquats. Uh, I guess I'll find a link to that story and put it in here at some point.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But uh what else we got here?
2: Okay, well let's let's jump over to uh this little thing I put in here. Um this is about Lyft, uh the car, the competitor to Uber. So uh Lyft is just like Uber basically. I've never used a Lyft, honestly. Um but there's the to be- mustaches. Yeah, they have the big pink mustaches on the front of the cars. They don't really do that so much anymore because they got chewed out somewhere about it, but they put the... They have the stickers on the front, or they have, like, a little fluffy mustache in the dash. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, a lot of Lyft drivers are also Uber drivers, strangely enough. Um, so, at any rate, uh, Lyft is saying that by 2021, they are going to be uh, fully self-driving. Um a really interesting article. Kind of uh, um, this is something that Uber kind of says too. Uber has a more aggressive date. I think it's like twenty nineteen or something like that. Um, Lyft might be more more more. Uh, Maybe is the Lyft may be more. Uh, what's the word here? Um, reasonable. Reasonable about it, but realistic. I kinda, yeah, realistic. I've kind of vision. That's a, a a solid plan. You know. Um, but that's what this article's about. I just thought it was really interesting um, that, you know, we might be, well, I mean, I don't want to say closer. I mean, I'll still be uh, several years older, so it's not going to help me at all. Um, what, do, what do you guys think about this whole thing? I have
1: a question. So I was under the assumption that, like Uber, people volunteer to use their cars as taxis, uh, you know, under, uh, under the Lyft name. Does Lyft own cars? Like how are they planning on creating a fleet the end game of cars for, they don't own that are automated?
2: The end game for all these companies is um a fleet of their of cars owned by them. And Uber already has some cars. Like some of the Uber X's are owned by Uber. Like you just you lease them or borrow them from Uber. Um, and actually, Uber's doing a, a beta test in Pittsburgh of automated vehicles. So they have automated cars with guys sitting in the car driving, but he's not driving. He's just sitting in there.
3: Just um, in case something just, goes wrong? Yeah,
2: just in case something crazy happens. He's just sitting there paying attention. But you can volunteer to do an UberX, and they'll, they'll you'll do the ride for free, but the car is completely autonomous. Um, and that's running in Pittsburgh right now. Um, so could this happen sooner than we think? Uh, probably. Um, but anyway, at any rate, to answer your question, Evan, for most of these companies, um, you know for Uber, a great example is like all these drivers like oh, this driver was a pedophile, this driver 's a rapist, this driver used user information and stalked people at their homes, which is like everyone 's worst nightmare. So why w- it would be in uber 's best interest to eliminate the human factor in all possibilities and here 's the thing right We all know working in the computer industry as we do. The worst thing for computers is people, because people suck. Like, we are the... Like, the reason why computers are broken? Fucking people, okay? The reason why fucking things are all fucked up? Fucking people. The reason why there's a fire at Michael's office? Probably, ultimately, some asshole. You know what I mean? Not, Not some automated fire system, but some asshole. So... I don't know, man. It's it's. Uh, I I get it. And if you have shareholders and stuff, and you want to become, you want to guarantee them. Say, hey, yeah, we're gonna do more. You know, we're gonna make some money. We have a next level. Well, it's just like any theft. business.
0: Take yeah. the people out of the equation, and it gets cheaper. Like imagine a McDonald's with no employees. Just, yeah. you know, profit. Yeah, uh,
2: they just have no. a machine flipping zero. burgers
0: and doing whatever, and
2: zero overhead.
0: Yeah.
1: I understand the part about having questionable drivers. I think that could probably be solved with uh, you know, better like background checks instead of just applying on the app and then saying, Hey, I'm a driver. Um but I mean people's information, hopefully it will be encrypted, but if they still have to enter into it into a database, you could still get that. Probably you won't have the creepy people uh who would stalk customers having direct access to it, which is good. But
0: Uh, Another question is, well, the problem is more the drivers, you know, they drive someone home.
2: Now they know where they live. Yeah, exactly. They're like, Oh, a hot chick lives here. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: So I don't know how common that is, but I guess, you know, any is too many.
2: I don't think it's common at all. I think that it's happened a couple in a couple cases and those cut because with the the internet and social media, those cases were so highly visible that Uber took so much flack for it that they got you know what I mean it's like the guy who had a party. He rented a he did a an Airbnb and someone rented his house and then they threw a massive party and threw all his furniture out the window. And then rolled. And he came back and his house was trash with no furniture in it. And he's like you know, and Airbnb is, like, now people are, like, instituting all these protections, and the whole backlash from that was Airbnb had to tell people, hey, you're not allowed to reject people because of these certain reasons. Because people are now rejecting people based on race or anything like, like – like, the users were, like, saying, oh, I protect myself if I keep all Hispanics out of my house or whatever, you know? Um, so they're dealing with that backlash, and that, that's a whole other topic. Um, but at any rate, so –
1: my other thought would be if there will be a, uh, perhaps fairly insignificant, but if there would be a spike in unemployment applications, if they go all automated, and all these drivers who might be full time, their positions are basically okay. eliminated, well, or if they don't, if they just don't care. Well, that's
0: just like the what I said about a McDonald's being fully automated
2: or a CVS or anywhere else, hey, right? McDonald's. When I was a kid, I had a team of. <laughs> Not a dream, like a real dream, but I had a dream of building the first automated, uh, not convenience store, but like an automated CVS, you know? And I've talked about it on this show before, I think, where it's like a kiosk at the mall against a wall, and then behind that wall is a store, and you walk up there and you say, I want this, 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 and that. Just like fucking Amazon, but you can just get it. You don't have to walk around and look for it. You're like, I know I like Tylenol PM. I want that. You know what I mean? Or show me all of your headache medicine. Yes, I want that. And you just get it, you know? Um, yeah. No people work in there, and zero overhead it 's super cheap it 's genius, you so know?
1: like all the vending machines in Japan for the last twenty years
2: exactly, except an entire store you know <laughs> but yes, exactly like that, but the thing is, they have a vending machine culture there like people people use vending machines like crazy, and it 's all good it makes sense to them we don 't do that here in america it wouldn't ne- that would never that would never work in a in a real way in America just because of the way Americans are but um, I think it could. I don't
1: ever see anyone buying shit from the uh, automated Best Buy vending machines in the airports, but that's probably because they just fill it with expensive garbage.
2: Yeah, who wants to buy a fucking like three hundred dollar um, headphones? You know, at the airports. Like, yes, I really need a pair of Beats right now. You know,
1: you probably could start a successful one of those. They'd just have to be in the right location.
2: Yeah, right location and uh, some money from our uh, from our fans. And, Donate our, and now our sponsors,
0: the- Coleman's Mustard.
2: Coleman's Mustard, yeah. We'll call it Coleman's... We'll say called the Aisle Panel uh, Store, brought to you by Coleman's, right in the title. Yep. Yep, and the whole That's thing the will be... That's the name of the store, the whole yeah. thing. It, the whole thing will be... Um, the color of the thing will be the color of Coleman's Mustard, which is called Comage. <laughs> that's actually the color colmage
1: it 's a mix between champagne yellow and maroon
2: exactly colmage hm that's a patented color there don't you can't take it. Um. <laughs> at any rate, so yeah, this is what Lyft is saying. I think it's I think it's doable. And I mean, you know, for people who are like, oh yeah, I drive taxis. That's a job that's going to go away. It's not going to exist. Stop fighting it. You know what I mean? Um, I deliver trash. I pick up trash. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's going to go away. If you deliver trash, <laughs> yeah,
3: you'll then still then have a job. <laughs> you'll
2: still have a job. Um, but uh, yeah, like the post postal workers. That job's going to go away. It's only a matter of time before. You know, a self-driving car is going to come out and deliver mail to a to a customized mailbox that can receive mail from a slot that's designed to fit well, in. Well, let's, its let's
0: mail. talk about let's this. Talk. Why why is mail still a thing?
2: Uh, well, you know, it's a great question. Like
0: the United States Post Office, or like why mail. do we get why do we receive mail? Why can't it all be electronic or something? You why
2: know? do people still send faxes? Why do people still demand faxes as a way to verify you did, did a thing?
3: Favorite
2: why is it Why is it when I rented a car at, at what's to call it, at Enterprise, they said, we need a $100 deposit from you because you're using your debit card, which essentially means I'm paying you in cash, okay? I'm paying you in cash, we need a deposit. If you use a credit card, that'd be fine, no deposit. Why is that? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 2016. Mm-hmm. They could check my social security number just as, like anybody else. What's your social, sir? Here it is: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Whatever. Give them the social, and they check it. Oh, hey, you're good to go. <laughs> you know, you know, we we if you're an axe murderer, we're gonna come get you. Whatever. You know, what I mean, it's so stupid. Why do we do anything? It's it's because you have a bunch of people who have this idea in their head. That's why technology's so slow, right? The technology's ready, but you have a bunch of people with these ideas in their heads. Like, oh, I can only verify a signature by facts because that's the way Harry, the guy who trained me in nineteen sixty two, told me to do it. And so that's how we do it. Like that's that's how it is. You know, there's a friend of mine has a job and I forgot what her job is. It's like it's like a middleman organization between a company that sells you a house and the the state. You know, it's like an underwriter's office maybe or something like that. It's it's not that. It's something else. But they have this job and I'm like this is not a thing that should exist anymore. Like, basically, all they do is, like, sign papers, fax papers, and prepare papers. I'm like, why is this a business? Why are there, why is there people making money being a middleman organization? It shouldn't. You know, a website with, like, three pages of HTML and some PDFs could perform this thing with zero overhead and $10 a month. You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. But that's how it is. Like, we have these people who have this idea in their head, and that's why technology takes so slow you know, I'm looking on Verizon's webpage. Great, you know, thank you for getting me on this rant, Michael. i really appreciate it. I'm on Verizon's webpage <laughs> right now, and on their webpage, they finally have a bundle for people who don't want anything but internet. It's twenty nine dollars. Okay? No, it's a hundred megabytes, a hundred up, a hundred down, it's two dollars is 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 thirty nine dollars a month.
1: Jesus, that's awesome.
2: Finally. Finally.
0: Yeah, I think the last time we asked Comcast to have just internet, it was more expensive than having internet and TV.
2: And that's part of the hustle, right? <laughs> because these big companies don't want it. Verizon realizes they can't fight anymore. They have to adapt. So they're finding new ways to hose you, you know? They're going to find new ways to bend people over, like like weird fees or billing people for weird stuff and all kinds of things. You know, I mean, it's just it's a big mess, man, you know?
1: There is something to be said for personal service. So, if you employ this middleman company to to help you with uh, buying a house, could they, for some people, be replaced by a website and some frequently asked questions links? Yes, but if you had a question that's not on there, is is that PDF going to answer it for you? You want? Do you have to talk to someone?
2: Well, you know what I think. I think that the thing that's going to push people over the edge is when we have. When we get to a level of AI where you can ask it a nonlinear question and the AI can search out the details and assemble an answer for you or present you with three super close answers that will answer your question, you know, and we're not there yet. Right now, the only people who have a good search engine is Google. Everyone else, if you type in something misspelled, it's like, no, I can't find it doesn't exist, you know. Like, (laughs) what's the mystery with Google's fucking search algorithm that no one else can find? Like, if I misspell something, no one else can find it, you know? And it's like, that's a basic level one thing that that search algorithm needs to be able to do before it can even get to be like, I'm buying a house in New Jersey. I live in New York. How many fees do I have to pay? And if I pay these fees, can I move in immediately or whatever the case may be? You know, how much do I have to pay the state and how much do I pay local government? You know, it's like, okay, that's a very complicated question, and it's stated in a nonlinear, crazy, kooky way. But once we get to that level, then all these people are going to be fucking homeless, which is a good thing. You know, they'll learn new skills, and those jobs will be eliminated, and what our society he's will. Like take... that's
0: good. He's like, we need more homeless people.
2: No, no, no. You know what's going to happen? <laughs> of course, there's going to be people. Is built on the backs of the homeless. No, literally, I'm standing on one right now. Um, no, <laughs> look, there's people who are going to give up and fucking become like, start living on the dole, right? But there's a good amount of people who are going to be like, all right, time to learn new skill, you know? Uh, and But until that happens, we're working fucking backwards right now, you know? Like, dude, I just, this is a stupid, crazy thing. I just got a new apartment, you know? And um, I signed the lease. And before I could sign the lease, they said, we need you to put down, normally there's a a fee, a processing fee for the lease, which is like $25 to $35, okay? That's a stupid fee, but whatever. They're just trying to make their money on the back end. So fine, whatever. I pay them the fee. And then they say, oh, you have to put down $250 deposit, a holding deposit on the apartment. I was like, what's that? They were like, well, if you want to rent the apartment, you have to put this fee down. I was like, why? When do you get it back? I don't get it back.
3: So it's not it a deposit.
2: Becomes, it becomes the security deposit, which then I get back on the end at the end of the whole lease. Mm-hmm. So it's so really it's half the security deposit. Their security deposit is five hundred dollars. Okay, so I asked them. I was like, dude, I, I, I me, I'm not trying to toot my own home, but I have good credit, you know. So I'm like, why do I have to pay a five hundred dollar security deposit? I remember one time when I was a kid, I signed up for an apartment. There's no security deposit, zero because my credit was good at that point, and then I fucked it up later on, you know? And it was like, the security deposit was like $500. You know, they were like, oh, this facility has a $500 security deposit. I was like, mandatory for everybody. I was like, what? This is stupid, <laughs> you know?
0: Where I live, I was uh, dropping off the rent, and I heard this lady talking to these people who, I guess they were looking for a new place.
3: <clears throat>
0: and she said the, the security deposit was... Anywhere between seven seven $750 and $1,500, depending yep. on your credit.
2: Yeah. See, the most I've paid for a security deposit in the last, I don't know, a little while was $250, you know? Hmm. So I was kind of surprised when I saw that this is like a $500 security deposit, you know, for a place that's only okay. You know, it's not great. It's only okay. Good enough for me, but still only okay. So, I don't know. It was pretty annoying.
1: Well, two things. So, next week, uh, we should probably have a a small discussion regarding learning new skills, living on the dole, going homeless, and the theoretical proposition of a universal basic income. Oof. I don't know how that conversation will go, but it's an idea. Now, and getting back to how this whole thing started with Lyft. Lyft? Yeah, <laughs> the uh the automated cars that are in operation right now in you said Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um, what are they?
2: Um, it's Uber, but I don't know what kind of cars they are. Let me look real quick. Let me
1: like yeah. So I'm curious, do they have a you know deals with manufacturers? Like, are they all Teslas, or are they like uh, modified you know Priuses or something? I think that's what Google used around their campus or something like that. Um, I don't know how many cars have automated systems these days.
2: <clears throat> um, yeah, they have a fleet of it looks like Fords. It looks like Ford Fusions.
1: I didn't know those could drive themselves. So well, no, they, not, they nothing can. can drive itself fully. No,
2: it has a dude. The thing on the top of the car is ridiculous. It has a fucking ridiculous array of garbage. So on all,
0: top always, so obviously, all these have to be whatever it is it has to be custom. You know.
1: Okay, so it's a it's a Ford Fusion that's been heavily modified.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was just I wonder if it ended up
1: costing more than a Tesla. Uh,
2: who knows? Yeah, they're all mod- heavily Problem. modified Ford Fusions, and this whole thing is is in conjunction with uh, it looks like Carnegie Carnegie Car- Car- Carnegie Mellon.
0: That makes sense. They're the ones who. Won the DARPA challenge. Hmm. Long ago. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um.
2: The car I've is noticed, ridiculous looking.
0: I'm sure. I've noticed an up an uptick. Uh, you know, I I've some ads on TV, and all the cars they're advertising now, they all they can all stop themselves. Now. Yeah. You know they they What's see oh, they can all stop themselves. The cars, all the cars I see advertised on TV now, they'll, oh, yeah, they'll sure, all sure. stop themselves. They'll break. Oh, there's a car stopped ahead. The car will stop. That's amazing. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, the thing is, regardless <clears> of whether. And they're having it they're one, in like, Kias now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's, here's another one of the technology drivers, <clears> right? These big companies, uh, like Ford <clears> and all these guys, it's in their best interest to make the cars as safe as possible. And they're in a race against every other car company to add self-driving components and things like that because it makes the car safer. And a safer car is an easier car to sell. So, of course, they're going to do everything they can to make the car safe regardless of what the federal government says. The federal, before the federal government says you have to have a car that can stop itself, they're going to do it. And it's, like, it's like if you – know you know this, Michael. If, uh, if, if Mercedes does a thing, you'll see it in every other car in five years. Mm-hmm. You know, heated seats. Mercedes had heated seats in like fucking, you know, probably like '82 or something, and now like everybody gets heated seats almost. If you get a car at the LE level or the luxury model level, you know. So. But but
1: whatever happened to the headlight wiper blades?
2: Oh jeez, some cars still have it. Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I I still want to know why why only, and this isn't a hundred percent true, but. Why uh, some cars get rear windshield wiper just because it's a van or a or a station wagon?
1: Probably to do with uh, airflow. So if it's fairly vertical, then the air going over the top of the car will probably not blow any of the moisture off. Whereas if it's a typical sedan or you know normal passenger car, the angle is more drastic, so it might catch, uh, uh, the wind might catch some of the moisture.
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: just made that up, but it seems plausible in my head.
0: I don't know, man. I don't buy it.
1: Summarize. Do some <laughs> investigating.
0: Um, but yeah, I've been seeing all these cars, man, advertise, they'll stop themselves, or, and they have all these new safety features, I, I read one thing about Volvo. Volvo said, I forget if it was by 2020? I think it's by 2020. Volvo said, We don't want there to be any more fatal car accidents with one of our cars. That's their goal by 2020.
2: I mean, they're Volvo. They're, they're known yeah, their they're system. already
0: damn
1: good.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. But so, so they're, I mean, and they, I'm sure you guys know. Volvo was one of the first companies that put all this kind of technology into their cars like the stopping and the slowing down and detecting pedestrians and all this kind of stuff. They've yeah, had that for a while have, now.
1: Didn't they have one of the first self parking cars also? But it was that system was kind of garbage but they still had it.
0: Um, you know, I I don't know about that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did.
1: It was like uh, it parallel parks itself in ideal conditions where there's no mirrors around.
0: I thought th- I thought that was a Lexus for some reason. Was it a Lexus? But um uh, I could be wrong.
1: So. We'll investigate.
0: Um so they're yeah. they're
1: obviously gonna implement a uh, a what was it a demolition man um safety device where the car just <laughs> fills with fucking safety foam.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Auto inflate um tires. That yep. is, yeah.
2: Safety
0: foam, uh the car drives itself. Well, they've had that in, the, in the, all these future movies for a while now, right? Where the car drives itself?
1: Yeah, in oh. iRobot.
0: Yeah, and i iRobot. They had that in Time Cop. Yeah. In like 93 or whenever that movie came out.
2: Yeah, okay, they, so best movie
0: of the decade. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so there's a couple of things here I'm going to put in the show notes. Um, this is from five days ago. uh looks like September 14th. The Ch- a Chinese guy was killed when... Uh, Looks like his his Model S hit a street sweeper at full speed on the highway. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously. Oh, they got the video here. Well, from the car. Whew, oh, my God. It's all. Um, it's one of those 4040 crashes, except 4030 um, crashes. What's,
0: what's a 4040 crash?
2: Um, it's like if two cars were going head on and only the driver's sides hit each other right down the middle. I think it's called forty forty or forty fifty or forty thirty or something like that. It's a percentage. It's a it's a type of crash where the cars hit like this, uh, and you guys can't see in the camera, but it's like just imagine if the two driver sides of a head-on collision hit each other. So
0: just their just their the driver side headlights hit each other.
2: Yeah, basically. So this is like that, but only the driver side hit this stopped street sweeper on the highway going like sixty miles an hour, and they pulled the footage from the Tesla actually. And it was, yeah, it's just fucking wrecked. No life. Um, How'd the guy die? I mean, here's the thing, right? Okay, so it seems like, and I just kind of pulled another one. It seems like in China, when they sell these cars, they're like, it's a self-driving car. You don't have to drive it. It drives itself. You know? Um, And that's not what Teslas are. And Tesla sells that. They're like, no, this is not a self-driving car. You have to maintain control of the car at all times. The guy in Florida wasn't driving the car. You know, the guy who got killed in Florida, he wasn't driving the car. He was, like, either asleep or fucking around or jerking off or whatever. But he wasn't driving the car. Um, Because, basically, you are the final arbiter in the car to be like, oh, safe, unsafe, whatever. I need to turn. Someone's doing something crazy. Like, you need to treat it like a regular car. Um, So... Uh, and that's what happened here in China. And actually, the in the in China, the police department blamed the guy who died for the car accident, not the Tesla. Um, but Tesla's, but but the family su- is suing in the process right now, of suing Tesla over the accident, saying saying that the car was marketed as a self driving car and a car that drove, and that the car was supposed to not do this. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But uh, the, the police department, like I said, the police blame the guy, not the car. Because the car is not marketed, it's not supposed to be marketed as a self-driving car. Maybe the Tesla Motors dealer in China is doing something else, I don't know. Um, but I'll post those links in there. Um, there's a gif of the crash, and it just is, looks horrible, and the car looks destroyed. And it's just not not great. Um,
1: I wonder if he was wearing a seatbelt.
2: Uh, I don't know, but it was in China, so probably not. You know, I mean, foreign people don't wear seatbelts, so
1: that should be a thing that that Tesla implements. Like, you cannot move; you can't drive the car unless the seatbelt is fastened. It might
2: be a thing. I have no idea. It very well might be a thing. The airbag went off. I mean, you know, that's not not saying that that means anything, but the airbag went off. The car, you know, he may have his <clears> yeah. on, and they, I'm sure Tesla has some kind of safety measure like that. So.
0: Well, uh, we know all modern cars won't stop beeping at you until you put your seatbelt on.
2: Yeah, so that could very so at well... at the bare
0: inside. minimum, the car's doing that. I can't believe someone would drive around, but maybe the people do. I don't know. Dude, people guy... drive around for hours with the car beeping at them. You know, I have no idea.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't. They, it would drive dude. me insane, you know, yeah, but... Yeah, I couldn't do it. But dude, Just yeah. turn the radio up. <laughs> but, yeah, remember the fucking clown in Florida, man. The guy, the uh, the 18-wheeler turned in front of him and hit him and turned it cut him off, and the car crashed on the side of eighteen wheeler like sixty miles an hour, so eighty miles an hour or something you hmm. know, and the guy died, and it was ridiculous and <laughs> you know, where was the driver? you know the technology i mean i 'm a technology future forward guy, and i 'm pretty confident the technology's not there for me to go to sleep in my car, you know, and honestly i don 't think Tesla should have the car so you can drive itself. I think they should take out that technology. And make sure because people aren't ready for it yet, you know, like if the technology is not ready to take over completely, you shouldn't institute it, I don't think, because right now it's so delicate, like in America, this is such a delicate case, dude, we could be this close from legislation taking taking self driving cars out of the equation completely you know it's only a matter of time before the some some 80-year-old nitwit who uses a flip phone says oh self-driving cars aren't safe technology and he's going to pass a law and then 20 years down the road people will say well no this is how it is self-driving cars aren't right they're not safe no matter what the technology does you know and then people are just going to know a world without that without that tech i'm
1: gl- I'm glad that they are allowed right now because well first of all the the percentage of fatal crashes to the amount of Teslas that are on the road and probably using this feature is very low. Oh yeah, sure. Which is awesome. And also the fact that they're in use is the best way for the company to get, you know, very useful information and
0: improve quickly. Yeah. They're beta testing it. You know, these drivers are basically beta testing it for, if
1: they weren't allowed to be on the road, like if they had to do all the development, you know, if, on, on a like, closed a track car or track or yeah. something that's useless. They would basically have to say buy, you know, a hundred square miles in Nevada or something, build a functioning city, pay people to fucking drive around the city all day and see what happens.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Um, and, like speed and be dickheads.
0: One thing I do want to mention just cause we're talking about lift and stuff. Um, I was driving behind a taxi today, and I noticed on its rear window, it's it had a some text, and it said, "You can you can call one of our taxis using our app." Oh, how nice! It said, "Downloaded in Google and Apple."
2: What was it now? Say it again.
0: An app to call taxis.
2: Yeah, but taxis are trying to they're fighting a good fight. They're trying yeah. to keep up,
0: man. No, it's too late now. But <laughs> yeah.
2: This was
0: an an action taxi.
2: That's stupid. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? They're Microsoft trying to to figure out what apps and phones are and smartphones are.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay,
2: that's what they are. Because you know what, you should have done that a long time ago. You should have told the fucking Punjabi guy who picked me up to stop smelling like fucking curry and playing loudly, and 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 the African guy playing loud, insane music and yelling at his wife on the phone like like you know, like nobody wants to hear that. I'm sorry, I know it sounds racist and fucked up, but guess what? I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? I want to ride in the car. I like riding in Ubers. The fucking drivers are nice. They are invested because they know if I give them five stars that helps their rating, you know? I like that. And I'll be honest with you, if I had the choice in the future, I probably would only pick the Uber automated car if I was in a rush <clears throat> and I wanted the best possible ride in a rush or I was going on like I like I just was not in the mood for people. But otherwise, I like the people drivers. Like the 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 Tesla drivers are I mean all the all the uh Uber drives I've ever had are nice. They're cool. They're like, hey, yeah. And they talk to you, and they treat you like a person, and you treat them like a person because I think the vibe is like you are not some asshole cabbie. You are another guy who's just trying to make a few extra bucks on the side who has a full-time real job somewhere or whatever. You know, you're know, you not like some fucking horrible, I hate to say this, but horrible foreigner who's like, I hate America. You know what I mean? I'm just going to yell at people on the phone and give you a weird look. You know? I know I... I vote for Trump. (laughs) You know, right? (laughs)
1: Sorry to hear about your terrible taxi experiences.
2: Oh, dude, man. one time I said something to a guy as an Ethiopian taxi driver, and I said, thank you, in Ethiopian, and he was so... Oh, you were with me, Evan. I mean, I had just finished throwing up in the back of, like, behind the taxi on the street. Oh,
1: so that guy was pretty upset, and he actually uh, left us on the side of the street.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts.
1: Yeah, but that's because you were—he didn't want you puking in his car.
2: No, but he looked like kind of shook, and I said "Danonich," you know. I just said "thank you." <laughs> I said "thank you," and uh, I was drunk, and I've been puking, but I said "thank you" and uh, what's call it, called? and he just fucking laughed, dude. It was ridiculous. He just rolled out.
0: Where was this? Yeah,
1: down in DC, DC somewhere. somewhere. I don't. Yeah. I would not blame him for that.
2: Yeah, it's his fault. I hold him fully responsible.
1: True. <laughs> <He could.
0: laughs> I I, uh, I took a ride home once in a cab and I told the guy, I was like, hey man, I was like, so you know, we might need to stop a couple of times. He's like, no problem, man. Just let me know. So dude, I was like, I you. was like, pull over, <laughs> pulled over. I was like, open the door. I was like, Ooh, you know, I was like, all right. <laughs> had to do that like twice, I think. and then.
2: See, I think most cab drivers are like, as long as I'm puking my car, dude, you're cool. You know, like, yeah. cause they have to clean it. You know? They don't want to clean that shit. And I and I wouldn't want to force them to clean it. Like, I'm not going to puke in their car. You know? So, I mean, I guess most people are assholes, though, and probably would. You know? So...
1: Is Barwood still around?
2: Yeah, it's still... Oh, fun. yeah.
0: I think that's what I took home when I uh, had my own experience.
1: Okay. As in, if you guys were Lyft or Uber drivers, would you have uh, nice things for your passengers? Like... Uh, you know, small bottles of water or gum or barf bags or, you know,
2: uh, that's a great idea. And I would wet wipes or anything. Uh, I totally would. Um, there's a actually someone told me. The oh, hot man, towel? Rosemary, no. <laughs> uh, actually, man, these have no, been someone, heating
0: on the engine. You
2: know, <laughs> no, someone, someone told me that they're they're dry, I mean, that me and Rosemary, me and my girlfriend got in a car and the car. The guy had uh, water. He had water for you. And then yeah. another driver. Yeah, I think I candy. got in one. once. same thing? Yeah. Another guy, um, I guess either we heard about this or someone told us about it. The guy had can, or maybe I saw a video about it. The guy had candy and stuff in his car. And it was like those guys in the bathroom who were like trying to give you everything. He had all, he had everything on a little table in the back of the car and it was like nuts. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, it's fucking crazy, dude. Um, those guys put it this way. It's a competition to be great. And that's that's good. I think rating people is a great thing. You know, it forces people to be great. You know, we already live in a society where people are fake f- in front of your face anyway and they have no reason to be. Might as well give them a reason to be. You know what I mean? I'm not going to speak to you if, unless you're a fake asshole, you know, <laughs> unless you're being nice to me and being and lying to yourself and others. That's fine. I'll then I'll speak to you and deal with you and buy your products and wares. You know, I'm all for rating everyone, you know. You see a guy with fucking two stars, you're like, nah. Nah, ain't talking to him.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, alright. So, oh, I see here you put the, uh...
2: Yeah, the links are in the description for all that stuff. Um, I've got, uh uh Uber test is the pits. <laughs> Tesla tested testily. And uh part 2 is the uh tested Tesla car accident. So you guys can uh um our fan can check those out if you, at his at his leisure. Please Excellent.
1: define the word testily.
2: I don't know. It's it's testy. Testily, I don't know. It's a word. Okay. It's an Indian word for
0: <laughs> an Indian word, huh? What kind of uh, Indian?
2: What's next on Mike, the uh... translate? <laughs> what's next on the agenda here? NYC bombing? What's that about?
1: What's
0: that about? Wacky. Um so yeah, apparently there was a bomb yesterday that went off in a part of New York City called Chelsea. Which I only know from watching Law and & Order. And, um, yeah, so there was a bombing. It injured 29 people. And so they, they know there was a bomb. They know it was a bomb, and not just like, oh, a gas line exploded or something. Um, <clears throat> they found another device a couple blocks away and when, and that device it didn't go off though it was a pressure cooker with wiring and then a silver duct tape and a cell phone yep um reminiscent
1: and, of the Boston uh,
0: Marathon Yeah, that's the Boston Marathon uh, thing. Yeah. Um so they have someone on surveillance video dragging a bag um near the site of the explosion. So they're thinking that might be the guy um so they don't have any leads though yet other than that and they don't know what's going on they were hesitant to call it terrorism but in the in the broadest sense obviously this is terrorism yeah you know, it causes terror so um yeah it's uh and the FBI is involved of course and they're taking the uh, the thing you know, the, the bomb fragments and the other bomb down to Quantico, you know, and all this shit, so
1: where's fle- the secret Baltimore spy plane when you need it? I know,
0: right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that thing should have been in the air, man. Circling.
2: You mean yep. terrorizing police a police department in Pittsburgh somewhere, a PA somewhere? <laughs> sure. Use your shotgun, Jerry. Bring it down.
0: Yeah right. No, this is way too high for that. People can't even see it. So, um, that's a that's an article. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but uh, oh, you're not talking
2: about the blimp. You're talking about something else.
0: No, I I sent an article to both you guys about uh, this is weeks ago. About uh, a uh, well,
1: we we talked about it. There's like a a plane flying around Baltimore that no one knew about with a fucking ridiculous camera, and like if something hap if a crime happens they can go back, yeah, you know, in the footage
0: yeah, and exactly. see who was there. There you go. Exactly. That's right. So, yeah, that's, uh, and James, we've actually read about something like that. It's a book. In the book Kill Decision.
2: Almost exactly.
0: Yeah, didn't they have that, wasn't it like blimps or something they had? Or,
2: yeah. Or Gorgon, weather... Gorgon Stare. Mm-hmm.
0: Dirigibles?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so, pretty, uh, Un- that, that'd be neat, but anyway. So, yeah, bombing in New York, pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Um.
1: Unrelated question. hmm James, are you just eating Tums? <laughs> Your silence confirms it.
0: Oh, like it's a thing to eat? Tums are not candy. They're delicious. <laughs> Shut up. Are those the chalky ones? Yes. Are they fruit? Fruit flavored? Yes. Ha ha.
1: He knows
2: the joy of Tums. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm familiar as well.
0: Yeah. So anyway, so the FBI is still working on that. and I guess we'll wait to hear more. But uh, it's pretty crazy. So that was uh, Saturday. Saturday night. And then this morning, I don't know if you guys heard about this, this morning there was a stabbing. So I have I have less information on that, but uh, there was a stabbing in Minnesota, was it, Evan? Correct. And that one, ISIS has claimed responsibility. Ugh. That doesn't mean they did it, but...
2: The liquor store was robbed in the hood. ISIS has claimed responsibility <laughs> for Tyrone's actions. Yeah,
0: So it's a man who stabbed nine people at a mall in Minnesota before being shot by an off-duty cop. Excellent. Yeah.
1: What are the concealed carry laws in Minnesota?
0: I have no idea.
1: It's one of the lesser states, so it's probably pretty liberal.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah. Um. Yeah, usually... Whatever you can hide,
1: you can carry. Yeah. Are you actually looking up the concealed carry laws in Minnesota?
0: Mike? Yes, I am. All right. Uh, I mean, it looks like you can have a, you can carry openly without a permit. All right. So. That works too. That's like a Virginia. You know, you can just, you can just have a gun on your hip and be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm at the grocery store. What's up? You know? So.
1: I've only seen that once down here. Really? Mm-hmm. Where? At the grocery store. <laughs> the guy was walking around with a revolver on his belt.
2: Ugh. was it, 1922?
1: Hey, revolvers are reliable, apparently. Yeah,
2: yeah that is apparently the main argument between revolvers and semi-auto people is, revolvers are very reliable. It'll never jam. You know, well, my semi auto could put more rounds downrange faster. Well, well, okay. You know, that's the whole argument, but uh, they're both BS. Whatever. It's all about preference, I guess. I don't like revolvers, but just because they're yeah. impossible to load.
1: Speaking of guns, what are you playing with, James?
2: Um, well, there was a. this lighter thing. Uh huh. And then uh, this this guy the yeah the, yeah that, that's what I'm talking about the, MNP, the gun not the, the lighter the m yeah yeah it's an airsoft gun not a real gun okay yeah
0: I wasn't sure I saw you you didn't make the plunge yet didn't take the plunge yet no it'll be a no. while
2: before I do that
0: you waiting for the well. for the big five zero <laughs> 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 yeah sure <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Midlife crisis. Need to arm myself.
0: That's right. Oh, he's
1: almost at that point, isn't he? Yeah.
0: He's probably past it now (laughs) for him.
2: Time to live in fear.
1: Wow. How fucking morbid.
2: Yep. (laughs) We're all past it.
1: (laughs) All of our biological ages are actually like 62.
3: Oh.
0: (laughs) Jesus, aw. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... Good times, the country's under attack, everyone, live in fear, get your guns, stockpile your ammo. Yep. Um, stay alive. All right. I'll say like Orion last night, Orion was, was worried that his, uh, family wasn't wearing their seatbelts, so he was, uh, making sure that the the seatbelts were available in the truck and, uh.
2: He was right. They weren't wearing them in the oh, seatbelts. Oh yeah, available. I know.
0: They were like buried underneath the the seats or something. So, yeah.
1: I thought you were going to say he was worried. So all the way down the highway, he was brake checking his family. Oh jeez. <laughs> to see who yeah. slid off the seat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, he's worried about them because they're they're visiting. He's got some visitors in town, and uh, you know. As James would say, foreigners don't wear seatbelts. So,
2: right? Yeah, we, we had a conversation about this last night, and and Michael thought that I was a either a racist or a some kind of elitist American, and I'm not racist. And he's I'm like, a, I am both. No, <laughs> I'm a little bit of both, but I'm mostly an elitist American, and, and I firmly believe that foreigners are just more reckless um, because they they're from places where they're like they have way less laws about stuff. You know, so we were talking about the the lady who who next door just happened to be Asian and I said I said, She's Asian, of course she parked like shit and he's like, Oh man, that's fucked up, you know, Asian Asian being Asian being bad drivers not true. I said, It's not that Asians are bad drivers He said, What about Asians from America? I said, Well, the thing is it's foreign like fresh off the boat foreigners from any country who just got here, unless they came from like England or something. They are probably a shit driver because it takes a lot less to get a driver's license unless you're from what's Dan. I was say Denmark. Dan? Denmark. I was gonna be like Daneland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're unless you're from Denmark, you are a shitty driver probably. You know because there's no r- rules. It's like like perfect example. The guy in the Tesla who was driving down the road and hit a parked street sweeper in the fast lane. Why is there a streets who were parked in a fucking fast lane with zero cones nothing there's nothing warning like saying, hey there's a parked utility vehicle up ahead nope nothing so that's just very common so I'm like of course she's a shit driver and she parked like she, she parked like an ass hat like she'd never driven a car before you know of course so um anyway
1: personally, if I'm in a car and not wearing a seatbelt, I feel very uncomfortable
2: Yeah, me too I'm like I'm gonna die I feel that's what I feel like I feel like I'm gonna die. Like, anything can happen. Sometimes I test it. I'll drive, like, a couple blocks without it on just to live on the edge, and I'm like, oh, I gotta put it on. You know? <laughs> I put it on. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Wow, you're a wild man, James.
2: Yeah, I live on the... <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I live, I live right on the freaking cusp, man. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it called? What's... Uh, I was... I'm edging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's something else.
2: Yeah. <laughs> something that's else. Something else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. also can be
1: precarious.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Oh jeez. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump down to let's jump down here. Stranger danger. Let's what do we got here guys? Update update for Signal.
0: Yep. So there's a there's a program, there's an app for mobile devices called Signal and it is used to have secure private Conversations, okay. It's basically a secure text messaging app, and it's made by. It's called Signal, and it's made by these people, and supposedly they're very they're very serious about security. So it's always been one of the top apps for having secure, private, encrypted conversations. Turns out there's a security vulnerability. Um, and it turns out. It can lead to them having a remote, remote attacker crash your device. Um, another one, they can, it's kind of a weird bug, they can add random data to the attachments of encrypted messages. So that's kind of weird. But So I don't know if random data means they just say, oh, send random data, or they can actually insert their own thing into it, like an exploit or something. I don't know.
1: Right, but, random uh, in the sense of whatever they want.
0: <laughs> right. I don't know if that means, like, you know, arbitrary data, but, but whatever. Right. They said random data, so maybe that's not the same thing. But, <clears throat> anywho, uh, so, of course, update as soon as possible, and uh, you should be good.
1: So, how does Signal, this is, by the way, like, the first time of hearing of it, Uh, How does it differ from something like WhatsApp or Telegram?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think it just might be first. Do
1: you know how old the app is?
0: Well, it was recommended by Edward Snowden at one point. Okay. So... Maybe it's been a while. I don't know.
1: Okay. Fine. Fair enough.
0: And I think other apps might use Signal as their back end.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yep. So. Anywho.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's one of the like original apps that does this. It might cost money, though, so maybe that's why we never hear about it. Oh, okay. Um, <clears> okay. <throat> another thing I wanted to mention was, so, you know, we talk about malware, and of course, usually 99% of the time, malware is applicable to Windows, although occasionally we hear about malware for Mac, you know, Um, and people think, oh, I have a Mac, I'm safe, or, you know, even the five people who use Linux computers as their main desktop, they think, oh, I have Linux, I'm safe, right? And people can have a false sense of security because they think there are no exploits for those platforms. Now, it's not that these platforms are more secure in any way, and some people might start to believe that, that they are more secure, let's say, than Windows. It's just that these other platforms... Aren't as popular and so people aren't spending their time writing exploits for them, usually. Yep. But now there's there's an article here that I've linked to. There's a piece of malware that is now multi platform, so it's been confirmed it can work on Windows, Linux, and OS ten computers. What's and it called? Uh let's see. What is it called? Uh, so, they have it M-O-K-E-S. How Mokes. Mokes? Mokes? You know, I don't know how they're pronouncing it. English is too...
1: It's pronounced kumquat.
0: Too too vague. So, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it, but we will say Mokes. Um... Yeah, so this is a uh, Kaspersky Lab, who they make. You know, they're an antivirus maker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They've uh, they've discovered it on all the key operating systems, including Windows, Linux, and Mac OS ten. So, it says it specializes in capturing audio, video, obtaining keystrokes, as well as taking scre- screenshots every thirty seconds. It's pretty good. It says it's written in C++ using QT. Yeah. Which is a cross-platform application framework. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, pretty interesting. It's definitely used a lot
1: on uh, Linux systems. And even though... OSX, oh, QT? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's you know, heavily modified Unix is probably still fairly common there as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's um Yeah, OS ten is uh has its roots in BSD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is of course Unix. Or Unix like whatever, you know. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. Stay on your toes, people. Even if you're using Macs, like James and his James and his new love hate relationship with his Mac. Although he you're on the PC Mac. right
2: now, right? Yeah, I'm on the PC now. The the, the Mac unfortunately just works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just works. Corporate <laughs> you know? shill. Yeah, I hate to say it, but that's one thing they can do right. Like they they know. I mean, but the thing is that how much is OS. And either OS has changed, you know, and it hasn't really changed much. It just... So, and they the security by obscurity thing, you know, isn't going to float much longer. So, whatever. But it's it's good. It's good. I mean, I, mean, I, I like it. I tell people if you want to get a simple system for simple people, that just works. <laughs> oh, my just God. Just...
1: Windows hasn't changed all that much.
2: No, and it's not... It's Windows isn't great. We all know it's not great. <laughs> yes. Windows is just something I make do with. But, you know, Windows is, unfortunately... It's the industry standard, so I have to use it. Uh, yeah. But the but the Mac, and if you want to play games or do anything other than fuck around with your iPhone and fucking fuck around on and want to blow your brains out on iTunes, you have to use a fucking PC. So that's how it is.
1: Your love hate relationship is that you love Macs and you hate yourself for loving them.
2: No, <laughs> I don't love Macs. I use Macs because they work. Yeah, it's like okay. a Volvo. Volvos are ugly but they are great. They're safe. They are they not. Work. Yeah, they're hideous. They're
1: they're elegant in their boxiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's they're for sophisticated people.
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: So speaking about Max, uh a friend of mine texted me earlier today. He was at I think Best Buy, but he might have been at the um Navy base exchange. Yeah. And he, he sent me a picture of a mouse. He was like, Oh, I thought of you. I was like, ha ha. are you, what are you buying now? Cause he always buys, you know, expensive shit. He's like, Oh, I'm picking up two IMAX. I'm tired of PCs. I'm like, Oh man. Ha uh-huh. But other than desktops, uh, and one laptop, he has like, whole family has iPhones. There's, you know, Apple TVs in every room. So I guess it's fairly split right now, but uh apparently not anymore.
0: Hmm. That's uh that's interesting. See James at your job if you guys had Macs you could use uh you could use Macs on your uh for that projection system.
2: Dude, Windows ten does the same thing. You just have to buy some crazy device. <laughs> <laughs> And you have yeah. to have some crazy ass Intel chipset to do it, but it, uh, it does it. <laughs> yep,
0: we have we actually have Dells at work that that use that that we're never going to use, but they have you know what is it? Why
2: I forgot what it's called, but yeah, we had some a wireless wire display CAD? thing. Yeah, it's oh. a crazy chipset.
0: Yeah, we disabled it on a couple of machines because when we installed the driver, like there was like a memory leak in the driver or something. And the users would just start getting messages while they're using the computer, like "you're running low on virtual memory," and the computer would be there, like (laughs) (laughs) "ah." We were finally like, "What the hell is going on?" And we found the, we saw the a process was like using all the RAM, and we traced it to this Intel driver. We're like, "What is this?" And it was for something we're never going to use. So I'm like, "You know what it was? It was like a wireless dock or something." It's like a wireless dock driver. We're like, okay, done. So now, yeah. we even we incorporated it into our imaging process to to disable that driver. That was a that was a fun thing to uh, investigate and come up with a solution for. But
1: I bet um, I know you miss it too.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm still I'm still involved in it to some degree. But we just come on, bro. We cut just, the t- cut the cord. Well, we just got a new guy in now who's gonna take over all that stuff. So uh-huh. I've been doing the knowledge transfer, you know,
1: like for the last year.
0: No, that guy left. So
1: <laughs> oh, well, he should have done it then.
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't. I don't think he was up to the task. Okay, but I think this new guy is so. Yeah. Um uh, cool. books. Ahead. Yeah. Books? Um, books. So, books Books, books,
2: books. I love the taste of books. Um okay, so <laughs> Exactly. I'm, I haven't read anything Waffles,
0: lately. tasty waffles. That's no. right.
2: I haven't read anything lately, um, but I have been listening to the channels section on Audible. Oh yeah. Advise Tell us about these even...
0: channels. <laughs>
1: He was he was doing that before you nah, interrupted. Nah, 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 nah. Fucking interrupt. com. dot net. Thank you. dot net. Yeah. dot infobiz. Um. Yeah. dot bicycle.
2: So dot bicycle. So if you go into Audible, if you download the app and you are logged into it, you have an Audible account, then you have access to channels. Uh, in the channels section, you can find all kinds of goodies. They update it pretty frequently. Um. So if I go and look at just featured. There's one here called Extra Credit, uh, an Audible original series. Ne- Neil Pollock teaches his own life son life lessons. Uh, uh, his own son's life lessons to the school board. Bedtime stories. Pen, and, pen in place. Uh, something called Supernova. Matt as a mirror. It's just a bunch of random like short stories, articles, talks, theories, like just mm. whatever you know, all kinds of stuff like TED Talk type stuff, um, stuff talking about certain topics and things like that. There was a good one that isn't uh, around anymore. I think I have it still because I have it as one I want to keep called The Conversation on Guns. Uh, And it talks about people pro-guns, against guns. We talked about it before. There's one on innovation I listen to pretty frequently because I'm into the innovation space. There's a sci-fi one. There's a lot of, like, Twilight Zone stories and other weird stuff in there. Um, Great courses, like, selected lectures. I like that one. Entrepreneur Accelerator, the Onion Audio News Network, which is fucking strange and hilarious. (laughs) One on leadership, meditation, TED Talks, Harvard Business Review. This is absolutely great. It's absolutely really good. Um, the Ultimate How-To Guide, Washington Post, which I listen to the Washington Post every morning through the uh, through the site. Um, and Mystery and Front Row Comedy. So I have a bunch of random stuff here. So you get the Audible. You can get Audible. You subscribe. You use do credits. But you can go through here, and you can get, like, quick, complete listens – so you don't, have, it's not like you're listening to something, it's like chapter one, and they, li- they play all of chapter one, and they're trying to hook you into the next thing, no, it's not like that, it's a completed story, it's a completed talk, and it's just like something to stimulate your brain, man, get you thinking, it's, it's, it's nice, if you have a drive to work, there's no better way to do it, you know, I listen to, normally my, my morning starts with, um, and it's not the Washington Post, it's the New York Times, it starts with the New York Times, first thing, i in the shower, I listen to it in the shower. Then I listen to it the entire time I'm prepping to go to work. Then when I head out of the building, for the head out of the house for the day, I'm listening to it in the car. By the time I get to work, it's done. Then maybe during work, at lunchtime, I'll put on one of the other ones, you know. Or if I'm just trying to focus in, you know, then I'll play something in the background. I'll have it playing, you know what I mean? But uh, I honestly love uh, Audible channels, and it's f- it's free with your Audible account, you know. So audibletrial.com/iopanel.
0: Thank you. Um, One thing I did notice recently about the Audible channels, and James, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that now if someone has Amazon Prime, they can access Audible channels for free.
2: Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. That wouldn't surprise me, though, because all the channel's content is free for people who subscribe, so that wouldn't surprise me if they would try to bundle that in to, to raise Audible's listenership. Listenerhood?
0: Listenerhood?
1: I think you had it right the first time. Readership? That sounds right. Speaking of ships, we all love Star Trek. Right?
0: Uh, We do, yes.
1: Um, a few months ago, we actually were, we were talking about Cortana and Siri, and how if there was a Star Trek comm badge uh, that linked with your phone and was voice activated, or you can push it and be like a total geek and have it, you know, beep at you, and you could ask uh, questions and shit. That you would buy one. Well, hmm. if you got eighty dollars, you can now pre-order one from Think Geek.
0: Really? Be-
1: yep. They're uh, gonna ship in November. Eighty bucks taken orders, um, pre-orders, Bluetooth, it uses, I think, a magnet to, to fasten to your shirt, which is fairly accurate to what I remember from the shows, they just kind of pull off, um,
0: they never really explained that, but yeah,
1: no, they don't, I presume it's, you know, more sophisticated than a magnet, but hey, this is like, you know, first generation model, it looks a bit clunky, um, and you know it's got speaker and a microphone, so you can do you know hands-free calling. Um, it has some voice activation. You can access you know Siri and Google Now and Cortana. Um, one of the things they mention in the in the bullet points is that uh, its voice is unfortunately not uh, the computer's voice or Deanna Troy's mom's voice. But whatever.
0: It has can a voice. Can you download?
1: Well. I think, like, uh, I don't want to say, like, a GPS, but uh, that's just one of the bullet points they have there. Side question, related. Okay. Do you guys know if you can download different voice packs for Cortana and Siri you, and you cannot, Google? You cannot. Uh,
2: um, you can download different voice packs for, if depending on how much you care about it, for um, voice attack
1: is that an app that just yells at you all day?
2: No, uh actually That's it's a, a thing for your computer, right? Yeah, it's a thing, it's a yeah. Okay. It's a thing for your computer. Yes. It's a it's so I learned about voice tech from Star Citizen and Star Citizen people use it to control things on their ship um in combat mostly. So it's like shields forward, shields full, shields, you know, whatever. Like you tell it stuff and you can program responses. It's not AI or anything like that. But you can program responses to certain actions and things like that. Um, I actually have a license for it, and I downloaded it. And I never, I never use it, just because it's very complicated to set up. But once you get set up, it's probably pretty cool. But there's one uh, where Shatner does the voice. <laughs> um, there's one where, uh, let me think. There's a bunch of different ones that just came out. Actually, I think Shatner's one. Data might be one. Uh, I wonder
1: if they have
0: Avery Brooks or uh, Worf. I think for Tom Tom they used to do that, didn't they?
2: Yeah, they had Darth, they had a Darth Vader one, which was amazing. It was like it was like turn left at the roundabout, <laughs> roundabout, roundabout. It was a hilarious commercial. I remember hearing it when I was in the UK, and I was like, "This is nuts," you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, voice attack, download, purchase, support, how to learn more. Let's see.
0: Oh, and uh, Jane or uh, Evan. Just so you just so you know, James doesn't know everything. You can you can change the voice of Siri.
2: In the what? It has
0: very many uh, options in it built in.
2: Huh. It's not okay. just the one voice. Okay, so there's one called Vega here, and it's performed by Brent Spiner. Um, that's awesome. And, and that's specifically for Elite Dangerous. Um, Stephen Hawking quotes. Oh shit. Astra with Stephen Hawking. Hmm. Ryan with William Shatner. Yeah. So those, are the, but those. It's a voice pack that works on multiple games, but they have it. They have samples that looks like in for Elite Dangerous. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Oh god, it sounds so cool. <laughs> He's like ascending. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this link in the chat so you guys can check it out. Um, very cool. Stuff.
1: I I actually heard that uh, Brent Spiner doesn't really like start his uh his Star Trek role, or maybe it was the fact that he's kind of typecast. He's kind of bitter about it.
2: Oh, I'm sure, but I bet he likes money.
1: Yeah, probably. I bet he he
2: doesn't like being poor. (laughs) (laughs) Fucker. I bet he likes money. Yeah. 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 I'm sure he does. How's he going to pay for all that fucking gel to keep his hair swooped back? And what's going to keep him in all the heroin he loves? Come on, man.
0: Yeah, Evan. So, so I have, uh, well, I did. I just turned Siri on because normally I have it off on my phone. But so it's set to so you have to set it to what language, right? What language are you going to be using? So by uh-huh. default, of course, it's set to English United States. But there's a lot of different options, you know, to use Siri in all kinds of different languages. But because it's in English U.S., then under Siri Voice, I so I have the options accent. So there's American, Australian, or British. And then male or female. So those, those are the options I have. They're, I'm assuming they might add more. I don't know, but
1: I wonder if someone will sarcastically add one that says broken English.
0: <laughs> this is funny. They have a, wow. They have a lot of different English ones. Interesting. But voice uh, feedback. Very good. Yep.
1: <clears throat> so moving on to uh, talk about a little, little section called Game Theory, sort of still related to maybe related to sci-fi-ish. Um, on the topic of VR, there's a couple companies who have been actually working on sort of portable VR systems or working towards that. Um, MSI has announced that they'll be showing their VR-1 backpack uh, at some electronics or trade show in Japan in the near future, Uh, though no price has been announced yet. But let me just read you a couple things that that MSI themselves have said. MSI calls it an armor design that highlights power, braveness, and mobility, and that its muscle shape with aerodynamic outlines create the look of a superhero in the VR world. What the hell, MSI? So, Hmm. the backpack itself is basically a laptop with no screen and two batteries that are hot-swappable. You can operate up to an hour and a half on a full charge of both batteries. Um... It's powered by an Intel i7, a GTX uh, 1070. I don't know if it's mobile or if it's actually a desktop card in there. Although the performance between the two is probably not drastically different. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. The thing that actually disappointed me about this, uh, which I didn't realize until I talked with James briefly about it before the show, is um, this is not like a full system. This is like just a laptop in a backpack that you carry around, you still have to buy an Oculus or an HTC Vive to work with it.
0: How much is so this going to cost?
1: Uh, no price is announced yet, but probably something a bit more than something a good stupid. gaming laptop.
2: That's about $2,500 well, probably.
1: I mean, a good gaming laptop you can get for like 1200 1300 something like that. So add a few hundred for looking stupid on a backpack and an extra battery. So maybe like seventeen hundred bucks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why don't they just put it in a cool bag? Why do you have to have this? It looks, like, looks like you have a fucking um, a fucking Ghostbusters pack from like Ghostbusters three K. I mean, what like is that. this?
1: Uh, it's probably it's probably fairly well ventilated.
2: Yeah, probably. I guess.
1: I mean, if you're using it for VR for an hour and a half, it's definitely going to get hot, so cooling should should be uh, pretty high on the list of can you plug, things
2: to get right. Can you plug it in and play regular games with a monitor? If you spend $2,500 on, on a crazy backpack, you'd think you'd want to, you know, you don't want to put it down and say, okay, I'm not going to use you until I'm ready to go wander around outside and do VR yeah. like an idiot again. You, you know?
1: probably can, because don't the Oculus and Vive actually use well, yeah, USB they do. and Display yeah, DisplayPort? They do, it, actually. they do. So you probably could. Might be interesting for uh, for land parties.
2: Oh god! Look at look, click the link down there. Says HB's prototype VR VR backpack. It, the HB one looks way better, actually. Let's see. Here. It just looks like small and like it
1: does look small. Yeah, it kind of. It looks like it's for a kid, though. I yeah. would rather wear the larger one, personally.
2: It's uh, the name. It's called Omen. Hmm. Hmm. It's not a great name. It sounds it's more creepy than anything else omen
1: yeah plenty of work to be done yeah but
2: we're not there yet
1: yeah it's a step in the right direction I guess yeah but the, the, portability the
2: reality is you know ultimately how long do you think we're gonna go in we live in a world where you have to wear a big crazy backpack to use this technology I mean Microsoft ten years maybe if even that but most people aren't gonna most people aren't gonna do this for VR like it's no to me this is a wasted it's I mean, great to explore this technology yeah. but it's not it's not special. It's just a laptop. You know, it's a crazy laptop that's non upgradable. And in 10 years, you're going to be like, okay, I got to buy another $3,000 laptop, a backpack, <laughs> you know, so I can look like a bigger tool outside fucking around pointing at things no one can see.
0: I mean, right now, so what's, what is it? The Samsung VR headset, Yeah. whatever that's called? Vive. No, No. Samsung has it. Where you put your phone in. HTC Vive.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, you mean that Samsung? Yeah, yeah. So that you just like thirty bucks or something,
0: right? Uh, I don't know. It's probably a hundred or two hundred bucks, but but it's. I mean, they give it away for free with some phone now, but um, that just uses the phone, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's not. That's why it's cheap or whatever. Um. But see the re- the the whole thing is and I was talking about this the other day with uh with someone else that these phones now are so powerful that we're not going to need like computers anymore, you know? Like all you guys like your smartphones either my iPhone or you guys and your your Android phones, you know, your Samsungs. These things are really really powerful. They can do a lot. You know? Yeah. So I and need this much... big crazy backpack to do whatever. I mean, It's going to come to the point where you just have your phone, and that's going to be it. To me,
2: this isn't worth the investment of research and development, because it's been around for a long time. It's not special. It's like wearing a computer on your back. Literally, it's just no Joe Schmo. I feel like I would not design something that I could not sell to Joe Schmo. I could not get Joe Schmo on top of it right now. You know, like a VR headset rig, to me, that involves a backpack and sensors in your room and you only being able to stand in a 5x5 well, box. They, they know box. this is a niche
0: product. They must know that.
2: Yeah, but a niche product, to me, is not... You know, how many of these do you think they sell? 300, if they're lucky? Uh, I
1: don't know.
2: 3,000? Even that's nothing compared to No a company, one's going to buy it. Mega company. You're right. So I just don't know why, I mean, it's, I guess it's cool. Like, I guess you are right. like, it's the kind of thing you take to a show and you show, show people. But if I was going to invest like $2 million in designing a product, getting it made, getting several prototypes made, um, special software packages for it and everything else. So you could wear a ba- a laptop with probably no screen on your back. I would want to make sure that it was something that people wanted, you know, like I would put it in a bag. Like it would look, is it, it would look like a bag. You know, it look it wouldn't look like some crazy plastic thing. If you look at the picture of the girl in the picture, it's like hanging off her back. It looks heavy and cumbersome and like just hanging. It's like
1: it's eight pounds. Which is actually it's not bad. Pretty pretty light yeah, for what it is. It's not
2: bad at all, actually.
1: But sort of um expanding on the idea that it'll all be something like the Samsung uh you know, put your phone in this big set of goggles. It might eventually be just using your phone or something the same size as your phone and maybe communicating wirelessly with something like Google glass mm-hmm. with lenses Yep. and you can have maybe a dual experience. Like exactly you can, the lenses will be clear so you can, it'll be more of like an augmented reality hollow lens type experience. But if you want to go like watch, you know, play a VR game or a movie or something, there might be some technology built in that'll turn the lenses black, like Transitions already does, but maybe you can do it with an electrical signal. And then the the visuals will just be will mm-hmm. be on those lenses and block out the rest of the a real, real world.
0: Evan, it's funny you say that. It's exactly what me and my buddy were discussing the other day. I said, yeah. whatever, I, I was like, Google Glass, I was like, we could have that now. And the thing itself doesn't need to have its own processor and all that crap. It can just be a display that talks to your phone or, or whatever wirelessly. That's it. Yeah. That's
2: all you so, need. So, it's funny you say that. Because, uh, can I find it?
1: I've got the prototype right here. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's like, James, that is your phone taped to a pair of sunglasses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> There's a company that I saw here... Uh, that I was thinking about uh, getting um, when they're prototype, they have a prototype coming out, uh, or not a prototype. This was, they claim there's going to be an, a model to release next year. Um, uh, is it this one? ICS? Mm, no, there's one called ICIS, which looks like this other brand, ISIS. Yeah, that's what. I, yeah, look at you like ISIS. <laughs>
1: oh you know what's unrelated but there's uh a... like
0: obama osama osama obama yeah
1: no there's a band uh i think they're a metal band not from this country as far as I know but <laughs> their name and they've been around for a for a long time but their name is 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 well. spelled i s i s hm so I wonder if they're like ah, fuck
0: i saw some some i don't know what i was reading it must have been some random article on Facebook or something, and some girl who's like in middle school or high school or something her name is basically Isis, but it's actually a name, you know, right, but it's like it's causing her grief now, <laughs> so you know like mean, it's not much you can do about it but
2: all right, well I'll have to find those other glasses and put them in there. I wanted to see you guys see. They're pretty cheap. That's why I was interested in them. They're like 5 or 600 bucks. Um or no, it was 400 bucks. And it was actually you get your prescription glasses and the augmented reality section is on the on the side around where your eyes are. So, it shows you the this pertinent data here, you know, speed, things like that, but it just taps into your phone and it was the the price was right. It was very interesting. Um
0: I saw a pair of glasses like that. It was like Oakley or something.
2: Oakley has a pair too, but there's, it looks like everybody, has a, I see a pair, but from Sony that looks like, um, a pair from Sony is all kinds of bunch. Actually, it's like, everybody's making them. So I guess, I guess soon this is going to be a thing, you know, whether we like it or not soon, smart glasses are going to be a thing. And some of these, you can't tell. Like if you look at this company called level, their glasses don't look they're like regular fucking glasses. You know, mm-hmm. and the frames are nice. Hopefully, they're not by. What's the company names? Um, L- Lucics? Luxotica. Luxotica? Hopefully, they're not brought to you by Luxotica. Let's hope. Fingers fucking crossed.
0: Yeah, Evan, uh, James just found that out that one company owns everything.
1: Oh, I didn't know. I never paid attention.
0: Yeah, all the brands, like. Every brand you can think of, probably for glasses. And all the places where you can get glasses. Pretty much all of them are owned by one company.
2: Yeah. So it's like it's a monopoly from top to bottom. Like your doctor, your farm your the the place that makes your glasses, the places that sells your glasses, and the place that, that makes the glasses before they get sold are all owned by Lexotica. It's pretty nuts. And it's like perfectly I guess because nobody notices it's like, eh, well, it's fine. Yeah, they don't have a solid link here, but Level seems like a really interesting one, so I'll put a link for those in the description. Um, all right, so moving right along, game theory. After a little technical bump in the road there, um, I'm just putting this in. Um, you know, guys know I beat you over the head with Star Citizen nonstop. There's a great video, uh, a Star Citizen video of the game of their new uh, their new head stabilization. Uh, it's very smooth, very beautiful. Not very, nothing very special. If you're if you're an FB, FPS player, you won't care. But if you're a Star Citizen player, you'll care. It's really cool to look at. It's very exciting. So, worth checking out. When um,
1: uh, when is the porn parody due to release? Uh, Star Citizen XXX Head Stabilization.
2: Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who <laughs> knows? Who knows? I'll, I'll watch it when it comes out. Let you know when it um, comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come quad um... Exactly. uh, Alright, so next up I have something cool here. I was really interested in, uh, the last Metal Gear Solid game that took, like, ten years to make. Uh, and it was... uh, I didn't play it. I watched people play it online, because that's the kind of person I am. I thought it was well worth the wait, honestly. I thought it was a really cool-looking game, and I thought it was nice. So, um... At any rate, that... Uh... After that game, there's a lot of flack. Hadi, Hadi, Hadio, Hadio, okay, Kojima, the guy who made the game and who's like the 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 creator of Metal Gear Solid and all of its iterations and the company he started that that makes the Metal Gear Solid games and a few other games. Uh, he got fired and then rehired and there's a bunch of shenanigans with him. It's worth looking at the Wikipedia page to get the full explanation. Um anyway, so now he's making a new Metal Gear Solid game that'll that'll probably take 15 years to come out. Uh, which is a spin-off sort of of the 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 latest one and it's called Metal Gear Survive. Uh it looks really cool. The video is all in Japanese, but the guy there's there are subtitles and basically I think they took the 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 world, the universe, the players and all the modularity from they built ...for the new medical Metal Gear Solid game... ...and put it into... ...and reapplied it to this. So they just built more onto the existing frame. Um, It seems to be fully multiplayer. And it's like you versus zombies... ...in an alternate reality... ...where other characters from the other reality... um, ...where Medical Solid... ...the final one took place. uh, Those characters will be dropping in... ...occasionally. So you'll probably see Big Boss and a bunch of other guys... if ...if you know those characters they'll probably come into this world occasionally and and help you out or whatever. Um, Silence. um, I think is her name or silent. I don't know. So there's a bunch of different characters will be coming in, popping in and out to help you. But you basically play a character from mother base, uh, one of the mother base soldiers. And your whole job is to craft and uh, collect resources to build everything you need to get back home. And you have some kind of tenuous connection with, with mother base where they send you interdimensional resources. (laughs) Um, At any rate, it looks interesting. The first gameplay they put out looks really good. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, so I'm kind of excited to see what more is going to come out, but Kojima takes years to make a game, so this is the first little taste a year after the last Metal Gear Solid game, which is too soon for him to make a game. It'll probably be out in like four or five years, honestly. You know? Just how the Kojima seems to work. So the video's there. Take a look. Um, feel free to read. It's very interesting.
1: I don't know much about Metal Gear Solid as a franchise, but um, do you know if they'll be releasing any uh, games about other states of Metal Gear matter? Like liquid, gas, plasma? Uh,
2: no. No. But yeah, what, what don't. What platform is this for, James? Uh, well, the last one was for PS4, and maybe it was on Xbox, I don't really know, I think it's on PS4 only, so, uh, it's probably just on PlayStation, but this game isn't released. Um. It's not released. No, it's not released, it's, this is just some pre-gameplay, gameplay -gameplay footage, um, (laughs) putting, uh, gameplay putting, um, this is just some pre-footage from a Japanese game show, game- not game show, but game showing conference, game conference. Mm-hmm. It's from a from a game thing that happens in Japan once a year, just like Gamescom, but Japanese. And they showed off the gameplay footage there. It looks pretty interesting. So, Okay. It's a solid beginning.
1: Sweet. So, m- shall we move on to the Yum Update Lettuce section?
0: Brought to you by uh, Coleman's Mustard.
1: Brought to you by Coleman's mustard, the spiciest.
2: That's right, and it is also keto approved.
1: Yep, as with most mustard,
0: <laughs> but not uh, honey mustard. Evan, not
2: you should say no mustard is keto approved except for Coleman's. That we know of.
1: That <laughs> so we know the the Heinz mustard that is on my desk right now uh, is keto approved. So you're a traitor, Evan. You're a oh, traitor. God. I'm sorry, they don't make giant squeeze bottles of Coleman's mustard as far as I've
0: ever seen. That's because it would cost $25 to, to buy one. <laughs> yep. Speaking right of now... the
1: contest, uh, no one has ever submitted an entry, so we're still waiting to send five pounds of Coleman's mustard powder to the winner.
0: Oh, and what was the contest? Uh,
1: something about finding the most creative use for five pounds of Coleman's mustard.
0: You know, Evan, you shouldn't joke about that cuz uh I just read an article where a guy found uh he was going through his old stuff and he found in his old baseball cards a a contest that uh Tops had had said uh you know, send us the the wrappers from Bazooka Bazooka Joe or whatever it's called, Bazooka gum. And uh you know and i and they had some like trivia questions or something that you had to answer correctly about baseball and so and it never said like submit your entries by this date or anything so he was like all right screw it so and the cards were from like the 50s or the 60s so he was like all right screw it so he submitted them and the people were like they got it they're like what the hell but they're like okay whatever So, you know, when you submit it, you choose your prize, (laughs) you know, like you say, okay, I want this, this or that, you know, like there's like three choices. One of them was like a record player. Another one was was something else ridiculous. And the third thing was a, was a glove, a baseball glove. So he chose the base. He's like, let me not be crazy. He's like, I chose the baseball glove. (laughs) So it ended up becoming this whole this whole thing but in a good way. You know, like everyone had a good laugh about it and everything and but they sent him his baseball glove, you know? Nice. That's
2: yeah. fucking crazy.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: Uh So I put one link in uh yum update. It's to a YouTube channel that I just kind of found out about called You Suck at Cooking. And it's a guy who goes through and makes like fairly simple uh, recipes or at least, you know, if they're complex, he'll break them down nicely. But the funny thing is interspersed between the actual cooking instructions is like a police drama where he paints faces on eggs and the eggs play characters. Uh, As far as I know, it's been going on like as far as long as the whole channel's been up. So you'll see it within the first, you know, fifteen seconds of watching the video. Is it
0: like a law and order thing?
1: Uh kind of, yeah. But they're eggs. He puts little hats on them, like draws faces and everything, creates miniature sets.
2: Yeah, this is crazy. I'm looking at it.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Um you guys are both <laughs> starting to sound weird again, just so you know. Yeah,
1: it, it happened like two minutes ago. We'll just keep going. See what happens. Alright, we're almost done. But yeah, um, You Suck at Cooking, actually pretty funny, uh, very creative channel. Side note, speaking of YouTube, um, the, uh, the Primitive Technology channel guy has a new episode up where he just builds a different type of tiled roof shed, but his videos are always awesome. So, let's talk about uh, being fat, working out, making better choices. You guys up for it?
0: Absolutely. All right. James?
2: Sorry, I'm looking at this egg drama. It's hilarious. (laughs) It's fucking great. Distracted. (laughs) Yeah, go treat yourself, man. Um, What what do you ask me here about the uh, MSI backpack or what's happening? Yep. (laughs) Um, the
1: MSI weight loss backpack.
2: Yeah, and no, I, I haven't made any better choices. I've I've gone from well, I've made better. I guess I've I guess I've made better choices, sort of. Uh, we made our own. I made I made lunch for the week last week, and so last week, all last week, I had uh, you know, uh, just baked chicken.
0: He's like just just he's like pounds of pasta with marmalade, <laughs>
2: uh, marmalade sauce. Yeah, and uh. You know, a cup of sugar, like literally just a cup of sugar, just like, <laughs> I just choked it down. No, um, I had, uh, you know, I made lunch and I made a smoothie at the beginning of the week, which was not a great smoothie, honestly. It was just full of like tart, citrusy stuff, so it's like a heartburn smoothie, and after day two, I just stopped drinking it, so it's still in the refrigerator, I gotta toss that. Um,
1: well, it's a good thing you have Tums next to you, you can...
2: Yeah. Make
0: use of both of them,
2: basically. Mm-hmm. So, but otherwise, it was otherwise it was fine. I so, baked baked
0: bake chicken. What does that mean,
2: James? I mean, I just I season the chicken with some. I don't put salt on food I just, as a rule. I just try not to. So, um, just some 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 cumin. Uh, sorry, some curry powder. Some uh, let's see, some in some EVOO, and then some. Uh, what else? Some. Italian, Italian seasoning, stuff like that. Mixing a few random things I just yanked out of the out of the spice cabinet, put in a bag. I kept it in the bag for hit it,
0: hit it with the spice weasel.
2: Hit it with... <laughs> <laughs> Uh hit it with the spice weasel. That's right. Um, yeah, I just threw some random stuff in, and you know, got uh, um, put it in the oven f- three fifty for like you know fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or whatever till the chicken's cooked and. Pulled it out, and for the most part, I had a dry, tasteless piece of chicken. So, um. oh
1: <laughs> do you know they make salt free salt?
2: That's a horrible idea.
1: It's it's really weird. I've never tried it, but I know it exists.
0: What, is well, it, I mean, what does that mean, Evan?
1: It's like instead of uh sodium, it's just it's potassium or something like that, one of the other salts, but it's not, it's not uh sodium chloride,
0: it's another mineral, yeah. Interesting. That's
2: yep. weird. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, so I was. It's okay. I mean, it wasn't.
0: So you had just the chicken.
2: Uh, well, we had chicken. We had uh, we made I made some pork chops also. Same, basically, same concept. Um, and when I came home, my girlfriend had pulled out some more chicken and pork chops for me to do something with, and I haven't done anything with them. So I did make some chicken thighs that I had soaking in a bag in the refrigerator, though, so I put those in, and those are in the refrigerator, all already cooked. Soaking
0: in a bag?
2: I mean, I was, you know, what's it called, Evan? Marinating? Marinating, yeah. Ah. Yeah, okay, (laughs) same thing, smart guy. You should not... Soaking in what?
0: Bleach? I mean, what? Yeah, of
2: course you would think (laughs) something crazy, right? I had put chicken in the refrigerator soaked in fucking vinegar. I mean, what what, what the fuck?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what you do. What were they marinating in? Lotion.
2: Just lotion. <laughs> Just fucking Jergens. <laughs> you probably did, you sick fuck. <laughs> I'm going to cut a small hole in the bag and fuck this shit out of the chicken.
1: Lotion and Coleman's mustard powder.
2: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You just make a
0: mess. Yeah, it's Made a big mess. <laughs> cook it, cook it in the in the in the thing, and then just dump it all in the trash and be done yeah. with it.
2: Yeah, throw the throw the whole throw the whole. Just put police tape on the stove and abandon it with the stuff <laughs> still in it. <laughs> and the stove on maximum broil. <laughs> like you got to put away. the oven on clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it turns everything into ash. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. The oven unclean. That's a good time. I'll tell you that. Mm
3: -hmm. So if you've just (laughs) been eating
2: nuclear fire,
1: (laughs) if you've just been eating pork chops and chicken breasts, I understand, uh, why you quoted red October earlier.
2: Oh yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: I understand. That's so much, so much no vegetables.
2: Well, um, I have had some, I've been making, uh, I had for breakfast, I had boiled eggs um and turkey sausage, and
1: neither of which are vegetables
2: well no on the days when I can make... <laughs> like, okay on the days when I can cook something, um like I have time in the morning, then I' would make a you know like a little egg with some mushrooms and some spinach, okay. but I haven't really had time um. You know, my girlfriend has been eating the salad that I bought. I bought like a pre-made salad or mm-hmm. no, like the spring mix um, yeah. mm-hmm. and a spinach. So I bought, I did buy a few things. My smoothie has, it's like probably half spinach, you know, but it's just mm-hmm. very, it's spinach. It's some, some, uh, rind. no, no, no. <laughs> spinach, acai, orange juice and mixed berries and chia seeds. So okay. it's just a very strong like the goji, not goji. Um, the the acai is so, uh, by itself it's fine. But it like I guess the active ingredient that sex it off is like orange juice. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, orange juice turns into like just a heartburn central. Like it's so powerful in that thing. There's like zero smoothness. So oh, and I've been having avocados. I've been eating avocados. I ate three avocados last week, and I got one more that I need to freaking eat oh, for
0: that
1: smoothie. They got some fiber, that's good.
0: That smoothie is good, but remove the orange juice and just use water or something.
1: And the uh, incorrectly pronounced berries. What? They they are pronounced acai.
2: Acai! It okay.
0: is miliwake. <laughs> 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 What's oh. it mean? What, guy? No, Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Isn't it like this this the spirit land or some shit? I don't I don't, I don't remember now. As I is don't it from know. Wayne's World? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I just remember uh was it San Diego? A whale's vagina? <laughs> what? From Anchorman?
0: Oh, I I you know, Evan, I've seen that movie one time at your house. A million times. Oh, years man. Ago. So, a classic. I really don't remember that. I remember the crazy fight scene. That was awesome.
1: Yeah, and Zencaster fucking sucks today. We got disconnected like three times. Jeez. We'll see. We'll see how this episode turns out. Um, so, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I went to the gym three times this week. I booked. Uh, so I'm, my gym membership is seventy dollars a month, which is a lot, but I really like their facilities. They have like. Probably a hundred total like treadmills, ellipticals, stair climbers, uh, bikes, all like you know, cardio equipment. They have a huge assortment of uh, machines to use, a huge assortment of free weights, and like probably six or eight uh, squat racks or power racks, Um, and two indoor pools, two outdoor pools two saunas, two hot tubs. Like the 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 facilities are amazing. So that's why I'm still a member. So I figured I should finally uh use that membership. So I signed up for some probably overpriced training sessions. Uh two half hour sessions to work on my uh squat, deadlift and bench press form. There's two other lifts that I would like to get some supervision on to start with, but I'm mostly, uh, working towards starting a strong lifts five by five program, which is not necessarily for like weight loss or anything, but it's about getting stronger, which I would like
0: to do anyways. Um, and you've been following Crawford too much on, uh, online.
1: I have not. And I've never met him. How have you never met him? I've I've been down here for over four years. Okay.
0: Well, we've known him longer than that, but that's fine.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I came out with you guys all that often when I was there. Yeah, he,
0: he, I don't think he's ever met him. So. Well, anyhow.
1: But it is a very popular starting starting strength program because it's based around five um, five lifts: squat, deadlift, bench press. Uh, overhead press and dumbbell row, and you just alternate a series of. You squat every day. You work out three days a week, and you alternate five sets of five reps for three of those exercises. So it's very it's very easy to follow, and uh, the progression, uh, the strength progression is pro- is supposedly very, very good. So I'm looking forward to that. But, um, first day, first exercise he showed me how to do properly was squat, which is fine. My legs are fairly strong or so I thought, um, the bar, you're supposed to start with just the bar, which is 45 pounds. So we did that, did a couple, he said, looks good. I'm going to put some weight on and see what happens. So he, uh, we went up to 85 pounds, did two, failed on the third one. Um, I was like, okay, well. I'm going to start with the bar because you're supposed to. But I know what I can look forward to. So everyone who works out knows that leg day fucking sucks the day after. Because um, there's something called DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. So you walk out of the gym and you know, your legs Donald are... Dom Mazzetti? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if anyone doesn't know who Dom Mazzetti is, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes for that. He's fucking hilarious. Bro science life. <laughs> um, Donald Pump.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you walk out of the gym. Your legs are fucking like noodles, but you can deal with it. The next day or two, you're, like, struggling to walk and hold your own weight. But it's a good thing. They fade after a little while. Um, but So that's the program I'm working on. And yesterday, so I had a, t- a session on Wednesday and on Saturday. Um, and Saturday, my legs were hurting like shit Thursday and Friday, Saturday morning started to get a little better. And actually they felt better after the little session on Saturday, I guess just cause, you know, I, I was getting some blood pumping through them again and you know, stretching them out with exercise and whatnot. So that's one tip. If you're sore, just kind of fight through it. If you can, it'll feel better. Um, but last night I was. Bored as I was telling these guys about 11 o'clock. So instead of dicking around on Facebook and 4chan and 9gag and uh, uh, Reddit, I went back to the gym for some cardio, which is also very important for uh, becoming less fat, which I would like to do. And one of the low impact ways of doing that is swimming. So what I did was 20 laps um, in alternating sets of, I did mostly. Uh, breaststroke, backstroke, and freestyle, basically two laps of, you know, normal pace, and then two laps of sprinting, and then I would take a break, because my heart rate was like 150-ish, so almost like interval training, did that for 20 laps, I uh, went, sat in the sauna for about 15 minutes, took my phone and my headphones in there, listened to some music, I wrapped them all in towels so it wouldn't be direct heat, and actually nothing overheated or anything, which is good. I was a little worried, but I'll probably continue to do that. The dry sauna, like you fucking take a breath through your nose and it starts to singe your nose hairs. It's like it, but it's a good feeling. Gets you nice and sweaty. Went and took an ice cold shower for 15 minutes. Felt fantastic. Got out of the shower, dried off, still sweating. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mhm. Fuck it, fat man's burden. But I guess that's a good thing. I don't know if it's, like, a pro or a con, but it happened. So, uh, hopefully, I can stay on that kind of mentality of, like, if I'm bored, go go do something instead of continue to sit here and browse on 4chan. <clears throat> And, Mike, I know you've been trying something this week.
0: He's like, take it away. No. um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, earlier this week I did uh, – well, earlier this week, like two days ago. I, I tried um, – so I made two meal replacement smoothies. I made uh, two, two keto chow smoothies. So I ordered the sample pack of keto chow. It finally arrived. And so I made um, two meal replacement smoothies. I made uh, one for breakfast and one for lunch, and I made them the night before, right? Mm -hmm. So I made, I did it in this blender. We have this Ninja, and it has each, I'll call it bowl, but each container that you use to mix something becomes its own bottle. Right, So the way it works is you pour in everything you want to mix together. You screw on the blade thing on the top of the bottle. And then you turn everything upside down and put it into the blender, into the base of the blender. And then blend it up. Then take it off, turn it back over, unscrew the blade top. And then they have normal tops you can screw on. And so I did that
3: <clears throat>
0: with the uh, – I did one with the rich chocolate and one, one with the snickerdoodle flavor. And uh, I was telling Evan earlier, uh, both of them were quite quite bland. Didn't really taste like much. Yeah. Um. So
1: – And um, I was excited too. because when it, he told me what flavors he got, I was like, I like snickerdoodle. It tastes like graham crackers to me, like graham crackers in milk. And rich chocolate tastes like uh, Wendy's Frosty to me.
2: So you
0: like it?
1: I like those two.
0: And to me, they barely tasted like anything. I was like, okay, I'm drinking a milk-based product that barely tastes like anything. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, so, so Evan thinks my problem is maybe I put too much water in them, which is very possible. Um, I read the directions on the website, and they don't really say how much water to use. I guess they leave it up to you. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, nutrition-wise, nutrition, nutrition wise, it doesn't matter, I guess. <clears throat> so I basically filled up the rest of the container. So I, one of the things I used was 32 ounces, and the other one I used was like 24 ounce. So I filled them both up till basically the top. The 32 one, maybe not quite up to 32, but maybe to like 30 or something. Well, the twenty four ounce one, I filled all the way to twenty four ounce, and because uh, you know, I've never made one of these, so I have no idea what how much to use or not use. And um so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. I wasn't like, oh, this is disgusting. It was just, it just didn't really taste like much, which is fine, you know.
1: What What did you think of the texture and thickness?
0: Um,
1: it was okay. It was was okay. it like like a melted milkshake kind of, or was yours like really thin?
0: Um, it's kind of like a melted milkshake, I guess. Maybe a little thinner than that. Okay. So, um, I basically, I drank one while I was driving to work in the morning. And then I had the second one. And this was on Friday. So this is the day I got there a little early to help with starting everything back up. Yeah. So... <clears throat> that's the day I got there at eight. So I drank it while I was driving to work then. So it's seven, you know, 30, something like that. And then the other one I had was probably closer to one o'clock. I had the second one.
1: Okay. That's pretty oh. good meal spacing. Yeah, I, yeah. I had assumed you got to work at a normal time and basically had two meals, like, you know, three hours apart. No, not that
0: day. So. Now my normal thing with eating, I normally don't eat breakfast at all. And I usually eat lunch usually between 12 and 1. Um, Usually I get to work at 9.30 and go to lunch at 12, maybe 12.30. And then usually don't eat dinner till real late. Um, but I've been having an afternoon snack, which I probably need to either just cut out entirely or just modify heavily what I'm eating. Um, yeah. Cause I'll go down to the little, (laughs) it's funny. One of my former coworkers, he started calling the little store downstairs at the bodega. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although we don't really use that term around here, but, uh, so I went down the little bodega and uh I bought uh a... James, what are
2: you looking at, man?
1: He's looking I'm at fucking at Bro to... Science or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at their site, at their shirts, yeah. but their sure. I'm listening to you about the talking about the bodega. I think it's hilarious. That you're calling mm-hmm. it that you followed through when you're like the bodega, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so yeah, so I usually go down there and I just buy some garbage, you know. Like I'll have uh I'll get a energy drink and maybe a I was getting the, the the zero calorie energy drink but uh honestly it tastes like it just tastes like street chemicals. So these days I've been going with the ones that have a little more flavor, but of course they have sugar in them. So <clears throat> need to cut that out, obviously. And usually I'll buy some like candy or something, which of course is horrible. So Or a bag of chips.
1: And one thing about energy drinks, I actually like the uh, sugar-free ones, which is unfortunate because I'll drink, like, you know, if I get them, I'll probably have two, like, back-to-back, which is awful. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And, yes, they taste like chemicals, but I like the artificial, like, sour taste. That's what I actually like about them. Mm Mm-hmm. So as a substitute to try to get myself to not drink as many, sometimes I'll make like a like Crystal Light or some other brand like a grape and a mixture of grape and cherry flavor, you know, water additives in a big pitcher and put in like a quarter cup or something of um, apple cider vinegar. And that makes a sour drink and you really don't taste the apple cider vinegar.
3: Hmm.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yeah, I could use lemon juice also. I just haven't tried that, but it's I like I like sour drinks. So.
0: Oh, it's funny you say that because I I recently discovered that I like sour beer. Yep. Which I didn't know was a thing until.
2: Freaking gross.
0: Maybe the last year or two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. James. James is not a fan. I guess. But. No. Uh, it's gross. That's okay. It's not for everyone. Just like, you know, I don't like the other, all the other beers that everyone seems to like. Like, you know, oh, you gotta try this IPA, bro. Nah. You know, it's disgusting.
2: IPAs are gross. I don't know. I don't get that either. I'm like, alright, whatever, man.
0: It's disgusting. So, whatever. Yep. Um. So, yeah. So, I am think I'm gonna continue the Keto Chow thing. I only have a few more flavors left, you know, but... Uh, I'll give them a shot and see which ones I prefer over the other ones. I guess I'll try less water.
1: Yeah, 20 ounces is good. 24 is fine. 32 or a little, you know, 30 or something. Even though it doesn't sound like much more, it just might be a little too much. But mm-hmm. the only issue, like the less water you use, it's going to be really thick, which might be off-putting, but hopefully not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could going to eat
1: it with a spoon.
0: Right, I uh, the only thing I didn't mention to you, and it, it, maybe it's a temporary thing, um, but uh, it's a well documented, yeah, issue.
1: Straight water.
0: Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> the number twos are not not great.
2: That's my that hey. was my fear with uh, what's call it um, Soylent Soylent, but Soylent didn't do that. The number twos were you know they weren't they weren't the good ones that like the meat the meat poos. But yeah. they were like, you know, they were okay. Like, you could survive. There's no problem.
1: Now, I don't know if that's wholly attributable to the low-carb keto diet or if it also has to do with the um, dose of psyllium husk fiber or psyllium husk powder that's in keto chow. Because if you're just eating keto chow, you don't eat any, like, broccoli or uh, spinach or anything to get your to get your fiber in. So... He, he puts uh, psyllium husk in there, which is a like a non-digestible fiber, which is why it doesn't count against the carbs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, if you have a higher fiber diet, then it can have some slight laxative effects. So maybe if you—I
0: I thought, thought if the it, fiber was just to bind everything together.
2: If you if you can't digest it, yeah, why is it coming out as water? Or is he gonna have one like? fibrous poo like at the end of the like like in a like a couple of days and it's like what is this? Like where it's all been building up in like some kind of lint trap at his, at the top of his bowel. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. Um but uh
1: mine did not last very long.
0: So you had that same problem but only for a few days? Correct. Okay.
2: Yeah so just keep trying it. Keep doing it dude. Maybe it'll get better.
0: Yeah. It's no, your body a,
2: maybe adjusting to, like, not right, pull, right. Put it, pouring crap in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, obviously, the way I'm having it, this is like, you know, to me, this is almost like a liquid diet, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe this is <laughs> not that unexpected, you know? but
1: As it goes in, as it comes out.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, whatever, though. Uh, once, uh, so I'll figure out which flavor I want, you know, or which flavors I like. Because you can if you order a month at a time from them, you can order a different flavor for each week, so you can order four different flavors basically. Yep. Um so I'll see which ones I prefer over the other ones and then I can go from there. Maybe eventually I'll get to the point where I want to make my own. Yep. Um which will probably be less expensive.
1: It it can be less expensive. Um and you can also control how much of Whatever you put in there, you know?
0: Right. But, um, I mean, I'm no expert, so I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'll just mad science myself. Some bullshit, you know, and what do I know?
1: It's all an experiment. You're not going to kill yourself. Yeah. But as for midday snacks, I don't know if your bodega has pork rinds, but those are keto-approved.
0: No, I'll probably just have to stock up on that stuff.
1: Yeah, or um, ahead of time. if you want some fresh vegetables, which are always good, you can cut up some like uh cucumber and um celery and have it with some ranch dressing or blue cheese. Mhm. Kimchi is also good. It's also um any fermented foods help as like a probiotic so it'll help your gut bacteria uh, get in order
0: you can't have you can't have um ranch can you yeah not gonna have some carbohydrates in it
1: um I'm sure some does for me the the Kroger store brand ranch has uh, one carbohydrate per serving Oh it's not bad no no so if you want to, if you drank the whole bottle it <laughs> would be like sixteen yeah sixteen grams
0: oh okay yeah that's not bad
3: yeah
1: yeah so report back uh if you, if you come up with a favorite flavor or if you fucking hate all of them and just wanna start eating regular food which is good also Mm-hmm. and and james i'd be curious to know what your eventual plan is whenever you formulate one
2: i uh, will i got my scale of in a box so we're getting there oh good yeah
0: well james uh has been apart from his smoothie it sounds like he has been basically going the the keto lifestyle here more or less although i'm sure mm. he ate all kinds of garbage in between but um
2: yeah, for me, my whole thing is um I don't know, I used to lead a more singular lifestyle, so it was a little bit easier to control what I ate because I was doing less driving and it was very less as a lot of heck, less a lot less hectic and things like that. I could kind of like be like, Okay, we're only gonna eat ramen for a month, you know what I mean, and I could do that. Or I'm only gonna have smooth, uh you know, what's call it called for a week. You know, I'm only gonna do this week is all soylent, you know, I could do that. And I've done that before. I just Need to get into that like groove. I mean, the excuse server is obviously overloaded with all the excuses I'm pulling down right now. But you know, I just got to <laughs> well, get into got to get into a groove, and I can't get into one. Like everything is like my car broke down. I'm you know moving, and all this stuff's happening. You know. Yeah. So. There's a
1: couple of uh, general options, assuming you live a moderately active lifestyle. Which I thought we you were going to all... say,
0: assuming you live long enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should all be getting some activity, um, but the some a couple different combos are either um low carb high fat or high carb low fat both of them work assuming you're active so the reason why you can you can eat um a high carbohydrate diet and you know still lose some weight is that when you eat a lot of carbs uh triggers your body's insulin response and your insulin response basically says Um, like we need to store fat. So if you don't eat much fat with the meal, there's nothing to store.
0: Right. Well, Evan, I mean, I, I too am a doctor, so I'm going to weigh in here.
3: Yes.
1: Base. Um, please, please
0: do the, uh, the, the problem that I would see with that in theory anyway, is that because you're, you're eating carbs and it's creating, making your insulin level high. It wouldn't let your, the fat you already have, uh, it wouldn't let it go.
1: It would, assuming you are physically active. That's where you burn off the calories.
3: Hmm.
1: So if low-carb or keto is phenomenal, if you live a primarily sedentary lifestyle. That being said, living a sedentary lifestyle is really bad for you. Yeah. Um so if you combine activity with low carb, then that's even better. But as long as you have some activity, you have some uh more flexibility in your diet.
2: No, what's that guy's name? The guy who has the keto website? Chris Bear? Uh, is he the guy who like, lives in, like the jungle of Ang- Angola or something like that or whatever? No,
1: that's um Tristan something. He's in Peru or Ecuador.
2: Yeah, that guy looks like a fucking Greek god. Yeah. You know like if I was a keto guy, I'd want to look like him, and you know is we've he had this... is he a keto guy yeah he is yes he is um okay. and he looks amazing i mean he's a good looking a good looking guy in in very good shape um and you know I, I mean that's his whole claim to fame right evan is like he's keto he's a keto yeah keto enthusiast, a keto like trainer, and all kinds of stuff like that yeah
1: there's um, another guy um I watch on youtube who is also a, he's a keto bodybuilder there's actually two one is um Bio S3 training. I think he moved to Virginia, but he was in Maryland for a long time. Um and the other one is a guy named Goody Beats. And if you look at him, you'd be like this dude's fucking big swole. Um he he's uh keto. Hmm. I'll see if there's room to put that in the show notes.
0: Well, I'll tell you tell you guys what um I was talking I'll tell you what's what. I'll tell you what, boy? No. Um I was talking to I was talking to Crawford a few weeks ago when we were on our trip and so uh, so for those of you who don't know Crawford used to be I mean he's like 6'2" or 6'3" or something and he used to weigh like a lot. I mean he used to weigh you know maybe 250 280, you know, I don't know what he weighed. It was a lot. Okay? And he he basically changed his whole life. And he brought his weight way down, but then he he was so thin and skinny, and he thought, "Man, I don't I don't look good like this, you know." So he decided to change it up, and now he's basically become a bodybuilder.
2: He's like cut out of fucking wood.
0: Yep, yeah.
2: he's in great shape.
0: So now he's we probably weighs like around like 230, 240, but it's basically all muscle. Yep. Um, And I was asking him, you know, what do you eat? What do you do? What is this? What is that? You know? And um, so, you know, of course he uses the pre-workout and the this and the that and the blah, blah, blah. But what he eats on a regular basis, with the very minor exception of he does eat, I think he eats rice fairly consistently.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like just like white rice. But other than that. He's eating basically very low carb stuff. Yep. You know. Um, you know, a lot of lot of chicken and Broccoli. I don't know if he's eating broccoli, but asparagus. <laughs> I, I don't know what vegetables he's eating, if any, but um, I'm sure he is. I don't recall now if he told me what what it is, but um, I'm going to have to grill them again and yeah. write it down or record it or something. But, uh, there's also
1: a balance. So oh, sure, it, ta- sure, sure. It, it takes a while to get, uh, fat adapted or keto adapted. So you've kind of feel like you can kind of feel like shit or be, you know, hungry if you're used to eating a certain way. Um, so if you're like, you know, oh, I'm staying away from vegetables, staying away from the carbs, I'm just going to eat like, you know, four pounds of chicken breast a day or something. Well, Sounds good and it would fill you up, but in general your body does have a maximum amount of protein it can process you know in like a short time period, so like say a meal, which is lower than you might think, say like 60 grams, which is it's probably a couple of decent sized chicken breasts, but anything over that, and um, your body will uh, employ something called gluconeogenesis and turn the extra protein into sugar. So you can have too much protein. Hmm. Well, there you go. Dr. Neil Blevins, Esquire. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Captain, out. Yep. Admiral. pre Admiral. Pre-Admiral, pre- Admiral, yes.
0: <laughs> Admiral General. Yeah. Admiral.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: What else were we talking about?
1: Um. Um, yeah, talk to Crawford, see what he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the when James and I used to live together, like in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, uh, we both lost a very, yeah, a very good amount of weight. How much? I How think much? James lost like ninety pounds or something.
2: It was like sixty pounds or something like
1: that. Okay, well, I lost one hundred and thirty. Um, and it was like the workouts were pretty fun because we would go together and we did some mixed martial arts and some and stuff. And you know, basically, just ate better in general. I still say the hardest thing was actually just making the choice to start doing that. Yeah. At once you once you've like changed your mindset or made the choice, then the rest is just it's relatively easy.
2: I think you get into a zone where you're like, "This is my habit now." You know what I mean? I think, and it's like you know that thing they say: once you get past thirty days of doing something, it becomes a habit. Yeah. I and mean, once I got. Past like honestly the hardest thing for me, and this is all thank you know thanks to Evan and his like laser focus on his goals. I was able to kind of piggyback on his his goal to like lose weight and be more healthy, and so I was like (laughs) in a hidden a singular competition with him to 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 at least keep up with him. And so every Sunday like we were we were prepping food and weighing food and all this kind of stuff and. So, you know, it kind of changed my whole life. Even now, you know, I kind of eat differently based upon that time and I kind of know how I used to eat. So I'm like, oh man, I used to weigh like these vegetables and weigh this like brown rice and all this kind of stuff and all the kind of crazy stuff we used to do, you know. Uh, and it worked. I, don't, I never felt like, I never, I never found myself wanting like, oh man, I'm so starved. I'm hungry. Uh, you know what I mean? We went to the gym, we worked out, you know, it felt good. You know, it was fun. And
0: how long did you guys do that for?
2: How long, eight,
1: and eight, eight and a half
2: months. Yeah, not long. And we lost a lot of uh,
1: weight. Yeah, I sometimes I debate whether, you know, I wish we had like stayed and kept doing it. But the choice was to either st- stay and keep doing it, or go to Europe on like an all expenses paid work trip for fucking six months. Yeah. So I still, you know, I'm glad I went. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I and and you know that trip was like. Honestly, that was like, I couldn't. When I went there, I was like, there's no way for me to continue doing this.
1: Yeah, I majorly derailed.
2: Yeah, because it was like so much good food, and it's like, you couldn't take, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to weigh my food. You couldn't do that. You know what I mean? It just wasn't a thing you could do. So, um, And then the whole situation kind of got thrown out of whack when we came back. You know, we weren't living together anymore, and, you know, I don't know about Evan, but for me, the whole process fell apart. You know what I mean? Because I was now living by myself, and it was like, okay, I'm going to get back to this, and I couldn't, you know? So.
1: Yep, but it can happen again.
2: Yeah, it sure can.
0: Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> So, eight months and you lost 130 pounds, Evan? Yep. In eight months. Correct. That's crazy.
2: I mean, that was dieting and working out, though. Yep. Right, no, and I the, know.
1: The thing is, um, we, to be perfectly honest, we really only worked out like twice a week for... An hour.
0: Yep. So if you... But it wasn't going to the gym. It was going to the martial arts thing.
1: Right. And sometimes we would wake up, because we used to work together, live together. we just carpool and everything. Sometimes we would go to the work gym before work and do some cardio and stuff. And James would do some, some weightlifting occasionally. But basically, two hour, say two and a half hours a week on average, and eating better than we do now
0: um was it keto or was it just like eating better
1: i actually was keeping carbs fairly low but it was not super low i mean it was basically like i would order you know two meals from a chinese takeout restaurant and eat them both for dinner or something so going from that transitioning to having like uh eggs and sausage for breakfast on a uh, 100 calorie bun or something like that and lunch would be you know baked chicken and green beans and dinner would be i don't know some like meat and vegetable stir fry or something because i like to cook um but just you know changes like that occasionally we would go to blimpies in the morning on the way to work and get a uh, a foot long sub or whatever and that would basically uh i used to have them cut in thirds so that'd be three meals for the day
0: hmm you guys drink during this time? Alcohol? Yes.
1: Uh, I've never been a big drinker, but I'm sure I was drunk a couple of times.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure. I know I was drunk a couple times. That didn't. I, I know I drank. I mean, I. But I, yeah, I wasn't a big drinker, and I think I'm still not a big drinker. I mean, <laughs> I guess. I guess I'm closer to my <laughs> friends now, so we go out and drink more often. But even then, like, I had beers yesterday. And those are probably the first beers I... Those are the first beers I had in two weeks. You know? When I record this show, normally I drink a little... A little like a tum... Like a, not a tumbler, but one finger of scotch or something like that.
1: A goblet of scotch. Uh,
2: a finger. Um, <laughs> and I have... Little...
0: straight out of the bottle? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's, <laughs> even that's not even that much. You know what I mean? So...
3: Hmm.
0: That's fine. Yeah. I'm just trying to let you not... Delude yourself you know, mm-hmm. as opposed to deluding yourself, which is something else yep that's not a thing
1: by the way, drinking uh on keto is kind of uh, not advised oh I know yeah
0: okay I realize that
1: just throwing that out there but the bonus is if you are if you do keto for a while and you are um, fat adapted, then you get drunk super fucking fast.
0: Hmm.
3: So
1: you save money.
0: Nice. Yep. Yeah. I've, uh, you know, I've done, I've done limited experiments in the past with keto where I, you know, just tried keeping my carbs low and just eating fat and protein mainly like for a week. And I've gone to like the bar, like let's say I've been doing that all week, and then I go to the bar on Friday and have a beer, and it's like,, bleh. I can't even drink it, yeah, it tastes like garbage now,
1: look at silver linings,
0: <laughs> well, that's when you switch to the hard stuff, you know,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: that's when you have a vodka a vodka soda or something, you
1: know, yeah, quit being a pussy,
0: bro, well, those a good thing about a vodka soda is. It's low-carb. I mean, I I realize alcohol in general is not good for a ketogenic diet or not beneficial, you know. Right. But um, at least you're not pouring carbs on top of it, you know.
1: If you order that at a bar and they say they don't have soda but they have tonic water, see if they have diet tonic water because tonic water itself has almost as much sugar as a soda.
3: Hmm.
0: Good to know.
2: Yep. Okay. So moving right along. Let's, uh, jump into everything else we have in extras here. Uh, let's try to speed through it.
1: (laughs) Speed. Oh, that's another diet. All right. So, um, I'll start. (laughs) I got a few links here about, uh, airplanes. I don't remember what I was looking for when I stumbled upon these. Um, but there's, there's a one, a link one, two, and three, which are just weird airplane designs. One is like a, uh. It looks like a like a stingray with two propellers on the front, basically. Um, looks like a single man uh, propeller plane. Don't know when it was created. Uh, I just thought it looked really fucking weird. And in the Google images, I guess like related searches, I found two others. Um, so the first one is the Vought V-173. That's like the flying. That's the stingray. Uh, unless you guys have a better way of describing it. It's like nope, it's, it's a it's a very flat plane. Yeah, the pancake. Um, yeah, it's like a pancake with wings and propellers. Uh, the next one is the Bartini, Bereve or Berev W A fourteen. It looks like a pontoon jet kind of plane. Still pretty awkward, almost like a spaceship plane. Um, if you can picture the uh, the Serenity ship from the movie Serenity and Firefly. It kind of resembles that if you chop the wings off. So there's that one, and the third plane, the Stipa or Stipa Caproni, this is the one I was actually most interested in because it looks like what the pirates uh the pirate fleet yeah. led by Don Carnage in Tailspin flew. Yeah. It's like a, it's a very small body plane, but the body is like an engine, and you're sitting on top of it. Yep, it looks super funky. <laughs> but yeah, but I look, like it.
0: It does look pretty crazy.
1: Yep. Uh, the fourth link I have about airplanes is just a a salute to the over one trillion dollar project that is the F thirty five, which is uh, was a was approved for use and then grounded once again, citing. Poor manufacturing and crumbling material. Ugh. What a clusterfuck!
2: You know that's the that's the, that, is <coughs> a, uh, that is a that is a wonderful example of the United States Department of Defense procurement and production process. It's just a horrible process involving far too many people and far, many, far too many lowest bidders for very high cost. Uh, it's a great system, and you know it's killing us.
1: Yeah. Um there's a couple of you I'm gonna there's one YouTube link in there for Bro Science, Dom Mazzetti, as we mentioned earlier. I'll try to put the other ones for Goody Beats and Bio S3 training in there. Um but there is one final YouTube link that says Dan Aykroyd unplugged. Uh so apparently in two thousand twelve, Dan Aykroyd participated in uh mostly was the subject of a documentary about UFOs. So there's like an hour, almost an hour and a half of people or one guy, I guess, uh, pretty much interviewing Dan Aykroyd on a couch while he's like talking shit and smoking and talking about UFOs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I plan to.
0: Interesting. Yep. Hmm. Well, Okay. Um so that, that's all
3: I had
1: in uh, the extra section. Our, our listener, I recommend you check out the links.
2: Outstanding. All right, so I've got a... Uh... Ooh. Okay, I've got one here. Um, this is just basically uh, something I wanted to talk in depth about and kind of challenge the guys on it, but I'm not going to now. But basically, it's a competitor to the HoloLens. It has 90, I think it's 90 degrees of viewable area compared to Microsoft's, like, 30 or something like that. Um, It's by a company called Meta, and they've been around for a while. I forgot that they came out with a product a while ago. The product, the initial product, their initial, like, developer model, um, Meta version 2, was, looks like a pair of, like, creepy sunglasses and, um, the cool thing about it was, it was like a, it w- they were trying to compete with, I guess, Google Glass at the time, but there's a video of a guy playing chess wearing a meta setup. So, the meta, the meta setup was supposed to be very cool, and it was augmented reality, um, but it could deliver all the information and stuff of the Google Glass at the time. Um, now they've come up with one, the Meta 2, which is not the same as Meta Version 2, but the Meta 2... Uh, is a competitor to HoloLens and it looks just like a HoloLens with a bigger viewable area um, and if, and a bunch of other perks that make it better than HoloLens. Um, take a look at the article, uh, definitely worth looking at. Uh, it seems like we're going to be in an augmented world very soon. It's going to happen. So uh, it's just a matter of time. You know, start Get your thing caps on, start figuring out ways to make money. Maybe an augmented reality pizza parlor um, where you actually don't sell real pizza, you just sell people toast, like a toast comes out of a machine, but they grab it and they see pizza. It's a very interesting idea. So, um, I just came up with that one and it's free to use for anyone.
1: Or if you have customers basically enter a VR, you have a pizza place and they, they use this device and make their own pizza in virtual reality. But in real time, that pizza is actually being made. So when they're done, it comes to their table and it's their pizza.
2: Or, here's one a one-up you hear, a Domino's app, okay, or Pizza Hut or whoever, and when you open the app, you put on your VR head, your VR or augmented reality glasses, and you see the entire pizza-making process, like you, just saying, you assemble your pizza, you like, here are the parts, here's the doughs, here's this, here's that, and you say, bam, 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 and you put together the pizza, and then you take the pizza, and you throw it into the oven, and then... They charge your account and start making the pizza, and they deliver it. Yep. Don't you have to go to the pizza place. Done. Don't have to get out of your chair. You just look up in the sky and it's happening.
1: Hmm. I like it.
2: Yeah. Let's make it happen.
1: I like it because it's almost exactly what I described. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) My idea. Um, Okay. So. Good times. Good times. Michael, you got anything?
0: Nope.
2: Excellent. Ooh, Jesus.
1: All right. Uh, So I guess we'll wrap it up here. Thank you all for joining us. Check us out on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, iTunes, iopanelpodcast.com for all the other links and the latest write-up of this episode, audibletrial.com forward slash iopanel. Um. Coleman's Mustard Powder, five pounds minimum, all day, all night. What, what? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.
3: We fell off on love like shooting stars, came crashing down.